0: Welcome back to the Eck Attack Podcast. As always, I'm your host, the king of the richest African nation, Jay. Known as always is my co-host, the value of gold in Alexandria, Z. How are you doing today, Z? am doing, you know, pretty good. That's good. By the average, I guess. That's good to hear. <laughs> it's good to hear. I had to work today, even though it's a Sunday. You believe that? El Bozo. I had to work. You got me there. You had to buy three McChickens, though, so. Well, that's because I didn't eat dinner. I had a weird earbud in the hole. Now, you've taken on credit card debt, haven't you? To finance those, so who's the real winner? Depends on what you value. The guy, uh, uh, um, what's his name? Michael Keaton's character from The Founder. He's the winner, clearly. He is. That's, yeah, I like that movie. It's a good movie. I <laughs> enjoy The Founder. I've heard it's like one of the better. Biopics? No. Well, that particular brand of biopic. Where it's like. Which I guess is a brand. <laughs> bio. Like. Not, it, I guess it's a biopic, technically, but it's like, you know. With Blackberry. The Black. Yeah, Blackberry or uh founder or a. I, Tanya. Well, no, she's not a brand. You sure? I was gonna say. I passed on Tanya. Just in the <sighs> I said the social network. So Probably like cool. some of the Steve Jobs ones. Right. I yeah, pick one. The Fastbender one or the Ashton Kutcher, Kutcher, Kutcher one? one. Which, yeah, you know, too good. Although I guess well, I don't know if those ones are any good. Although most of the ones I just said are actually pretty good. So I don't know what the bad version of that is. Maybe they all fail so horribly, no one knows about them. I feel like I just saw it. I feel like the... I was thinking about because I saw a reference. Was like this one's good. Most of them are bad though. Or maybe it was a new one that's. I don't know. It's all a mystery. It's all a mystery, isn't it? But the fighter's good. It's a, yeah. it's a shame how he capitalismed the fuck out of those two brothers. Yeah, yeah, he got him. He got them good. Yeah. Franchising. He's an important lesson about real estate. I mean, it's kind of the the Blackberry thing, too. Yeah. Dude rolled up and kind of got him. Glenn Howerton got him a bit. Although they all kind of got, got in the end because no one has a Blackberry anymore, so. Yeah. It's a good one. You should have seen that. Well, You should gone to see Blackberry. I the thought Blackberry film. You saw it without telling me. and I was taken gu- off, off guard by it. Anyway, uh, we're talking about Wonka this week, not Blackberry. Uh, <laughs> Timothy Chalamet, oh boy, here I am being Wonka prequel. <laughs> sure. Uh, the secret musical. I don't un- know if that worked that, that well that time. It never works any time. I think it's sometimes. Well, Which just called Wonka, and it's literally just called Wonka. So it's like you've you've gone way out of your way to overcomplicate it. Yeah. The funny thing is, I feel like, like doing the rest of Dune. Yeah. That's a good one. Cause instead of, well, yeah, I don't know. There's an elegance to it, I feel. Hey, no. we gotta we gotta strike on. No, Jack it's nothing against Well, you, you give it a shot next time. It's all right. No, Jack, Jack, I'm, I'm gonna right. be writing all the intros. I'm, I'm w- just saying, Jack. I'm just saying. If you over, if you do it for everything, I feel like it loses. The, um, I guess that's true. It's funny. I feel like when it's a when it's a long somehow a longer title. Yeah, like when it's like oh Kong versus Godzilla, final empire. Like that. See, it's already fucking stupid. So then we would just be like, hey, we, we go on longer. Kong and Godzilla go punching each other a bit in the faces, and then we new hang empire out together the empire. <laughs> And we right. run real quick in a meme. And that's already a dumb, meandering title of a movie anyways. Right, yeah. Or well, if... it's just called Wonka. I guess it's, it's hard w- to be like, we're doing Wonka wonka de wonka wonka or whatever. You see? Wonka prequel musical Wonka. Right. Wonka prequel musical Wonka. That kind of works. Out. That, that kind of works better. The worst one, speaking of Godzilla movies, yeah. is um, the Millennium series of Godzilla movies it has one that's called Godzilla, Mothra, and King Ghidorah, Giant Monster All Out at Attack. We all eat spaghetti and our friends at the end. Right, yeah. And that one's like, well, wait, pick one of those. A giant monster, all at attack, feels like it's the better title. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can't just list everybody. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you can't just the main. I pl- guess they didn't want to leave any doubts, right? Yeah, it's like if they were like Luke, Leia, Han, Darth Vader. <laughs> we're doing a Star Wars, <laughs> <laughs> giant yeah. war in the stars, right? All at attack. Like they didn't want anyone to even doubt for a minute that all they're like, listen. There's even one person who doesn't come to see this movie because they didn't know Mothra's in it. That's too many. That's too many. <laughs> they have to know that Godzilla, Mothra, and King Ghidorah are in it, and some fourth villain monster, I believe, because cannot it's... leave any doubt. Is it Rodan? No, it's not Rodan. Even though Rodan often is when isn't often Damn. the one that companions those three. Mm-hmm. But Rodan's a bitch. Nobody likes Rodan. He's the, sorry. He's man. the worst of the four. I feel like that—that's Mothra, but that's fine. That—that that can't be true. Mothra is the protector of Earth. We're not doing this again. Pterodactyl would obviously kill a moth. Except he doesn't. <laughs> it literally doesn't. I understand. <laughs> you got me. I mean, it doesn't. It. It's literally in the movie. Mothra Damn, kills Rodan. How come I didn't think of that? I mean, it happens in the Damn, did they write it so that the big moth won? Holy shit. Damn, they really got my ass. Hey, it's canon. That's the scaling of it. What weapons does a moth even have? Get out of Pincers. here. Pincers. <laughs> what? Pincers? <laughs> I think it uses some kind of pincer-like things on its arms. Mm, boy. Something. So, Anyways. Um, it's Wonka. It's a, as, 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 we, as you so eloquently put, Jay, it's a musical prequel, and so, I don't know. Um, I thought it was okay. I think it's fine. I, I think it's pretty good at what it's trying to be. It's one of those things where I'm just like, who came up with it? Like, Phil, why did Phil King do this to us? Phil he, King? He wrote know. it and directed it. Hey? I do yeah. know that is. I don't know what that is, but I oh. saw him in the credits. <laughs> okay. Why? So then, yeah. Why did he? Right? God damn you, yeah. Phil King. It's, like, it's pretty good. I think as a kid's... You know, family-oriented kind of thing. I think it's pretty good. The music's fine. Um, I don't think Timmy, that Xiaomi's very good at singing. I think he's fine. I don't know. I I feel like I don't have a very good judge, gauge for that, I guess. Because I know people say that about, like, Les Mis. I guess mostly just Russell Crowe, because Hugh Jackman can obviously sing. Yeah, and 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 Hathaway. Anne Hathaway is good in that. And the other actors in that movie. Yeah. Do you want to just list actors from... I don't know. The <laughs> so, bottom, you, Carter. Oh, she can, we know she can Sacha sing. Sasha Baron Cohen. Well, he can sing. And Amanda Seyfried. I'm sure she and, can sing. And uh, Little British Man. There's a lot of those. No, he's a little weird one, though. Oh, he's a, he's a little silly guy. Little silly guy. He's one of the little silly guys. Uh, there's too many to name. No, he's in um Harry Potter. Oh. He's, he's in Harry Potter. He's a, he's, is he Flickerman? No, no, no he's Newt's Commander. Oh, um, Eddie Redman. Eddie Redman, thank you. Oh, he is a silly little guy, isn't he? But the one, the one they say can't sing is Russell Crowe, and I never hated it. I mean, I like Russell Crowe in that movie, so all that's to say, all that was for me to say, I don't know. I don't know, I feel like most most of the time they sing pretty well. Good enough, right? When's the last time they actually got someone in a movie who, like, genuinely was, like, t- bad, bad, right? Like, I don't, I don't know, know I, happen, I, I, it? I guess I can't, I don't watch a ton of musical movies, so I don't know if Are I they? could really answer that. I guess I didn't find anyone too bad in, uh, not in the Heights. It's, <sighs> um, Oh, oh my God! Yeah, West Side Story. Thank you. I, I totally blanked. And she, Rachel Zegler is obviously really good. Well yes, well, yes, she's very good. And what's his name's fine, I guess. A uh, guy who got canceled. What's his face? Not really. See, but that happened. That movie came out post his supposed canceling, so I think he's doing fine. He's back. And Spielberg, did I? No, that movie was him being back. <laughs> like that. Oh, that was that happened after he was supposed to be canceled. I, don't so. even know. I didn't. I know he was canceled. Even... Why would you yeah. say that? Well, no, I didn't know he was canceled before I so saw the movie. I wasn't oh, I wasn't aware yeah. of this when it happened, yeah, yeah, so yeah. I wasn't aware of the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Him though. So, I don't know. Oh, yeah, again. I, I guess, to me, it sounded like when he started singing, there was, like, a lot of more effects on his voice. Maybe. Maybe that could have just been me searching for something. I don't know. None, none, none of these jump out to me, I will say, as any kind of, like, Broadway standards, you know? I don't think any of these are going to really... Like break the charts yeah again it's it's weird because on the one hand I, I again i feel like everything about this was pretty well done again a pretty good version of it i like timothy timothy chalamet i saw a whole thread today about how like which this is just the internet right but it was about how oh he's the worst part of it because someone was hating on him for unrelated reasons And of course that's just the internet is everyone's reverse engineering hate reasons for their opinions or whatever which i don't know something about some joke he made they were trying to get him. You know, they're trying to cancel Timothy Chalamet. And they're like, "Oh, and he's bad at acting." And it's like, okay, whatever. I think a real reason to not like Timothy Chalamet is that he doesn't really have to audition anymore. You could, you could manage for that, and that'd even be a little, even if it's not everyone though. I don't know about everyone, but maybe the top brass. Perhaps why, the top brass. Why do you say that about him in particular? Because a thing he said. That's a thing I, I. That's a thing I heard. I guess I don't know how true it is. I I, I feel like that's most. I have of, a, of a sufficient. Status, right? Surely you're not you're not get, auditioning yeah. in the traditional sense. Yes, like, just at some point your your work is your resume. Like, why would you? Who needs Timothy Shalmay to audition? Actually, right? Yeah. Like, that, surely that's just kind of a, its own version of a. It's almost as ridiculous as him not right. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, do you believe he doesn't have to interview or audition? Like, yeah, I can believe it. Can you believe someone was gonna? <laughs> some director would make him fly out and like do a little thing for him just to be like, mm, I'll think about it. Uh, maybe. Like, you've seen him in a movie. You either know or you don't, right? That's true. I don't know. But again, that that has to be everyone. They're not making Tom Cruise, like, read some lines at the... That's true. <laughs> like, That's true. Not that he's quite a Tom Cruise-esque guy, but... No. I don't know. I like Timothy Chalamet. Like I said, I guess they're trying to get his ass for something, but... Uh, I don't think it's stuck yet. Yeah, I don't. I didn't love him as Wonka. I thought he was probably... Him and Noodle were probably the weakest parts of the film. For Damn. Me. So only the two main characters, huh? Absolutely. I put that in my letterbox review. Okay, well, it, yeah, that's what someone said. Is like, oh, he's the worst part of Wonka. Which to me, if how do you like it that much then? If, you, if the main guy, you think is, like it's it's the Wonka movie, you know? How much value is there in it if you don't think he did a very good job? I like the way it's shot. Yeah, okay. I like the dance numbers; those are fun. Sure. Um, I like supporting cast. I think they're all fun too. I like Olivia Coleman. Uh, yeah. I like Phil Wang. He makes an appearance. Okay. Which is more of a niche British comedian, but I was like, I know you, Phil Wang. It's great. You are in this. Um, I like uh Keegan Michael Key. He's great. He is good, actually. Um, sure. yeah, that's why I liked it. Okay, Hugh Grant, Olumba. I could have taken her left. I actually I liked him. I didn't need, I uh, I, I, I mean, I don't think I generated very much dislike for anyone in this movie. So more giraffe milking than you'd expect, though. I guess, yeah. It was just Annie, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did like Olivia Coleman. at first. I was like, is that is that actually her? And then I was pretty confident by the end. At first, I was like, "Oh, I think it's Olivia yeah. Colman." It's, like, it's Olivia Colman Gang. But then I was like, "Oh, they made it look all weird. Is that really her? Or is it just someone looking weird?" And then it, I was like, "So that's fun. She's in a lot of stuff this year, huh?" Yeah, she is. Especially like even just like back half of this year, it's loaded up with like four or five different things we saw her in. I'm like, "What? She just keeps showing up. Good for her. I said this. Good for her. Good for her." Olivia Colman. She's always fun. Um, <sighs> so I enjoyed the the kind of setting of it all, the whole whimsy of the whole world, right? It's you know, it's a it's a whimsical kind of thing like i can't i kind of flip-flopped but overall i would say though i have landed on i did enjoy it but there was moments where i was like i felt a little conflicted because on the one hand isn't the kind of the point of the original movies that the world is pretty mundane that's uh, yeah but I, he is his whole thing is whimsical whereas this one the whole world's kind of whimsical right i 100 agree with that that was what i was gonna say because i feel like they're all like wonka you're weird but they're only mad at him because they're weird in different ways and his weird threatens their like status, but they're all like goofy, ridiculous It's a farce the place that they're living. Yeah, in. it's not a real place. Like it's not the, a real the chocolate cartel society, right? Which like, I, again is a. I liked that. I thought that was funny. Like a chocolate cartel. Why not? Right. Yeah. The church and the cops are on it. Yeah, that's fun. Yes, there's. <laughs> they're all. Rowan Monks yeah. and yes, that's all good. I'm not really complaining, but I do think it's just a. I feel, I like, feel it, like that's a distinction. It from, takes away from the core of Willy Wonka, right? Which again kind of leads me back to the whole thing of like, what really is this? Mm-hmm. How do we? Know. How do? How are we supposed to get in some way to either of the other? How do we get to traveling the Chocolate Factory, where he's in Britain and he made a slum because he closed his factory? Right, like it's yeah, especially the yeah the, the later one. I feel like leans into that pretty heavy. Mm-hmm. So oh, like he, look, it's all grim and shitty. Yeah, I feel like. Gene Wilder and Johnny Depp say what you will about the movie. Both of them have like both have the like Wonka is this crazy inventor, but also he's like kind of shitty and self centered and dark. You're right. There is a bit. There's a lot more edge to to those in either of those than it ever gets shown in here, even at all. Yeah, which is kind of grim. And it's like, yeah, does he get worse? Like he just or is this just this version of Willy Wonka just goes on to have just a pretty unproblematic? He's just having a great time. time. I don't know. You're right, cause yeah, he is. A, he's he's got a bit of edge to him. Yeah, I mean Willy Wonka, he's a bit weird. Like yeah, the whole the whole premise of the whole start of the thing is that he gets he's so worried about anybody copying his chocolate that he closes the thing that employs almost everyone in the area and then makes them all really poor. Yeah, I mean, I feel like if you really start to think about the movie beyond like just kind of remembering, like, oh, it's a bit goofy and he's a fun wacky guy. It's like yeah, if you actually remember the plot of the film, it's a lot more there. Yeah. There's a bunch of kids who are, like, meeting strange demises. Well, not demises. They're not Ironic dying, ends. Yeah. Like, he, he like he becomes judge-jury executioner. And he has, like, little to no care for them. Yeah, he's, he's warped. He's got the rumor all He's halves. completely unbothered by, like, Ah, I guess your daughter is blown up into a big blueberry. Oh, your son's... Oh, she's been carried away by squirrels. Oh, oh your son's been shrunk. Right. Well, send him to the taffy stretcher and we'll oh, see... Oh, he's you. drowning in the chocolate tube. Whoops. Whoopsie, we'll have to clean it now. Like, yeah, he's always a bit like, well, I've got my rules. I mean, I mean there's a whole part. The end of, you'll get nothing. Good day, sir. Like, he's, he, yeah. Again, he definitely has more edge. So, yeah. there was a whole part in the Johnny Depp one where his dad is Saruman and also a dentist. Yeah, I was trying to, like, reconcile that at one point when they kept, we kept talking about Mama, and I was like, okay. And then we get the flashback. I'm like, so this is nothing. Now, I, full disclosure, I've never read, uh, really Wonka. Wonka. No. Charlie. The book is called Charlie, right? Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I don't know if the if the dentist shit is... But I thought that the... Isn't that part of the, the second book? The, or the second movie, rather, is that it actually is closer to... I know a lot of people don't. I I think the second isn't, one... Isn't the general consensus that people like that one less? Yes. The Johnny Depp... The Tim Burton one, I think, is liked less, but I believe it is it more, is closer, more it? accurate. But I don't think his flashback is part of that category of being more accurate. All right, I'll go with that real quick. Okay. Because I remember in, in in the end of John, in the Johnny Depp one it shows what happens to all of the kids when they leave the factory. Uh-huh. And, like, in the book, like, Mike TV is super tall and, like, thin, like Flat Stanley, and they're all, like, fucked up from being horribly disfigured in this factory. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's added for the, it says. Yeah. Uh, I also read Charlie and the Great Class Elevator, the sequel. Oh, you have read that? I have read that one. That one's weird because at one point, uh, he, his, all his other grandparents go to the factory because he, like, he goes and picks them up like he's going to do. And they, like, eat a candy that makes them young. So far, they, like, cease to exist. So then Charlie and Wonka have to go get their souls from, like, beyond. Mm-hmm. It's a weird book. Rod Dahl's a weird guy. Well, and that was another thing I was kind of thinking throughout this movie. is like, I feel like the other movies... It's called, you know, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. But there's, in all honesty, uh, a ton more going on than chocolate. Yeah. And this movie has nothing more than chocolate. Only chocolate. Yeah. It's very strict, and it's chocolate. Right. So, I I guess what we're saying, right, is that this has, it's lacking a bit of depth. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's uh, well, yeah I, yeah, I feel like it, it just smooths out Willy Wonka to be like, and here's a role that we can let Timothy Chalamet play because. But it, he obviously could be problematic Willy Wonka too. Yeah, I, I think it no could be fine, but I feel like they do a thing like how The Rock, Kind of does, where he's like, "Well, I'm only going to play the good guy, and I can't lose a fight." I don't I'm- think so. I don't think that's Timothy Chalamet at all. I'm saying, oh, I'm saying they're doing that to him in this film. Sure. I'm not saying Timothy right, Chalamet right. as an actor does that. I'm right. saying in this movie, which is why it's weird, though. Is that yeah? Like, yeah. They, again, look- look- Timothy Chalamet would be great at being weird because he, he does that in Dune. He's in Dune, yeah, Mars of Dune. Most movies he's in. Yeah, his big break was Lady Bird, where he's pretty much he's unequivocally the a piece of shit. Yeah, he's the worst sixteen year old ever met. <laughs> like, so I don't think he's got a problem doing the one with Steve Carell, where he's sad. Oh yeah, and the one with where he's gay and sad. I don't know if he's gay in the Steve Crow one too, but he could be. Is he sad in that? I think he said that. Probably his... it probably goes sad by the end. Yeah? I don't think it's sad by the end. I th- I, that was his big break, break. That was before Lady Bird, wasn't it? Yeah. I, sorry. I, I do That no. That was a big. That, that was a big was, break. Me, oh, that was, absolutely. Call me by your name. Yeah, Dark. that was definitely the big one. He's in um in Little Women. He's in. Yeah, he's in Little Women. And he's kind of shooting oh, you, in that but one. We're like, did you, we're like jumping? Near... No, no, he's not shooting. Oh, he's not shooting that. No. Him. I can't, I'm trying, oh, he's to think, all right. I'm trying to think of every Timothy Jacksonville I know of. I'm reaching the end of my he's rope. He's in, uh, uh, Don't Look Up? He's fine. That. He's oh, yeah, cool. he is in he's that. Sure? He's cool. Enough. I don't know why we're doing this. I could just cool. go on Letterbox. <laughs> we don't have, I don't think we need to listen <laughs> to no. Timothy Jacksonville. No, 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 Zach, we're, we're. Uh, but yeah, so I, I guess over, like I said, some of the new stuff this movie introduced, like I did enjoy the chocolate Cartel and the whole, and like, oh, look, we're doing a bank robbery, right? But it's, it's later. Interstellar in the French Dispatch as well. I always forget he's, he's not, he's nothing in Interstellar, no, to no, be fair. He's young. He's like he's his Casey son. Affleck for yeah. like a minute. Is that his first movie then? What's his first acting credit? Uh well let's see here. I'm just gonna look at when Caliburan Name. Yeah. Well yeah, Interstellar probably. Is. Interstellar Interstellar's twenty fourteen, Cliber Name. But I wouldn't call that a big break because it's not much of a role. Yeah, that's true. He's also in the King. Forgot about that. I didn't. Well you didn't mm-hmm. say it. So. I said we were done listing. I didn't want to list anymore. Well it says here that Willie Wonka's name is Willy Wonka Bings Bin Saleh. I don't know what that's about. See he this? Hear about this? Huh? No. Well, this does imply that he's like a um. I don't know. Can I just say he's a gypsy? I'm just gonna say he's a gypsy. I feel like this movie implies he's a bit of a gypsy, aye, of aye. Some sort, right? Yeah. Or like, some kind of like nomadic people. Some kind people. of river. They're like riverboat people. You know what? It's not even that they're like he's like a like a proper like Romani like in real life. He reminds me of the Egyptians from uh the Golden Compass. <laughs> <laughs> that's what their situation reminds you of. They're living on a boat. You. you you hear this? You know about this? No, I know of the Golden Compass. I've never seen it. It was a book. I've never, well, read a little, you philistine. Don't even talk to me. I've been reading yeah. Stormlight like a madman. We'll get to Stormlight eventually. It'd be, it'd be impressive if, if it's a thing I hadn't already read and also somehow found time to read the I'm Golden I'm going to kill compass, you. If you believe that? I'm going to kill you in your sleep. I'm going to kill you in your sleep. It's all right. You're not going to wake up one day and I'm going to do the show with Jeff. <laughs> we're going to rebrand the show J Squared and we're going to erase you wherever existed. I'm going to AI replace all your lines with Jeff's voice. And stuff. This is a real thing. Anyway. I thought i we making that same joke. There's something you did recently, and I was like, I'm going to come on the show, and I'm gonna just going gonna, to tell Jack I'm going to kick him off the show, and she's going to be Zach yelling at the uh, void. For hours. The episodes are going to become thrice as long, because it's just me ranting and ranting about <laughs> oh, Star months, Wars. Right? And you're going to go, what are you thinking? And, look, and another thing! And then you go, alright, we're going to take can that, and i will be in an empty chair with cobwebs. Oh. Or just like a, a crude doll of me. Yeah, yeah. With a mop for her head. Yeah, call me by your name. Oh, same year as Lady Bird. I wouldn't have even thought that. Yeah, I know that either. I just saw that as well. So, it was good. 2017, good year for Tim D. Chalmay. Great year for Tim D. Good Chalmay. for him. Yeah, so he's, he's 15-year-old Tom in yeah, your trailer, but that's nothing. Anyways, um, so yeah, and again, it's it, I guess it's even more of a kid's movie, or I guess it's more of a modern kid's movie, where, I don't know, they don't make them like that anymore, you know? Yeah, they don't. It's very cute Not to be a boomer about it, but they don't make them like they used to. No, they don't. You'd have a weird kid's movie with, like some weird Where, body horror would happen to a kid. <laughs> <laughs> or a guy would get, or you ride a train ride and then like you see a bird's head get cut off with a hatchet. Yeah. And then you go, and look at the candy! Right, so. Yeah. If we're not traumatizing kids. What's the point of writing a kid's movie? I don't know. I don't know. So, like you said, I mean, it is shot well. I think I think technically it's all interesting looking. But, but overall, it's just kind of like a... Yeah, I don't know. Like I said, I, I kind of came away with this being like, what What was that? Is there anything to this really? I felt a lot of noodles, noodles' dialogue was very stunted. Felt very much like that's tough. I it reminded me very much of like I was watching a musical like on a stage where it's like we have to get to the next thing. It's like well, I guess it's a musical and you have to, but it's like jeez. And obviously, it's a you know, it's a young actor, so yeah. Um, What else? Oh, I saw. Didn't like how they did the thing that prequels do, Mm -hmm. which I will fully admit that I love Solo, and then Solo does this exact same thing where they're like, here's everything the character is known for, and here's them getting all of it. Yeah, you're probably right about that, right? Here's the a golden ticket. I was like, when the ticket, I was like, really? We have to do the ticket in the chocolate bar. That. Yeah, come on. That that was probably the worst. I didn't really put that one. together. That like that became that. Yeah, because it's it was a, like a gold wrapper. Well, it, the, there was a ticket inside of it. Not even the wrapper was gold. The one his mom gave him. Yeah, inside the chocolate bar. Inside the chocolate bar, there's written like the secret ingredient is like having people to share chocolate with, and then he sees all his friends. Yeah, but it was like within the wrapper. It wasn't like it wasn't in the in inside the bar. Oh well, yeah. I'm just. I thought. Okay, I thought. Yeah. You must say something else. My apologies. you right, I didn't. I didn't put together that, like that was a. It was a golden note. Right. Yeah. So, so they, okay, try to, yeah. they try to sneak it by you. He Gets the Oompa Loompas on his side, and he's like, "This is going to be my factory." Again, yeah. I don't know. I just feel like there wasn't. Yeah. I think like just a very watered down kind of version of it all. Ultimately, and again, I get that it's for kids, but I still feel like it's just less interesting.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We said even though it is the chocolate factory, obviously there's actually relatively little chocolate. Almost everything they get up to is like weird other stuff. To sell chocolate, and all the way up to like just weird like space age inventions, right? Like yeah, they have like a sh- that shrink shrinking TV thing. I don't remember how that works. There's all kind of nonsense though. Like, yeah. It's not. It's certainly not just limited to chocolate. Whereas they don't really utilize anything, yeah. Is- other than like at one point they like drug a guy with a chocolate bar. I did like the. I did like the running bit where the. Um, the guy who runs the zoo wants to call that woman he loves, and it's actually the girl downstairs nope. and they find love. That yeah. was good. Listen, it was. I would say it was pretty funny for the most part. I, yeah, I thought it was amusing enough. Like, again, the actual content of it itself, but, and I don't know, this isn't a, a viewpoint I suppose we normally take, right? Because uh, most of the things we cover on the show are somehow franchise-based or, mm-hmm. you know, tied to existing properties in some form or fashion. It's kind of, you know, it's kind of how we... Uh, bread or butter around here oh yeah but no it's not butter our bread what's the expression it's our bread and butter yeah but there's also like the i don't know i don't know whatever you're cooking i don't know Is i don't know I couldn't. but anyways you know what i'm saying yeah. um but at the same time something about this in particular is just like does this need to exist i guess is a, a weird willy wonka prequel that is kind of not really super tied to the original like what how does this exist? How does this how does something like this come to be? Is it literally just like, well, we've got Wonka, that's a property. You better make something. Yeah. Come up with anything, and we'll, we'll Chalamet, How does that tie in? You'd go, well, does Shalame really fit the bill to be a Wonka type? And they're like, well, if it's an or, or it's a prequel and it's young Wonka, young, we could use Shalame. It's so like, does he have the? Can we make him dark? No, no. Can not make him dark? Well, we think he could. Nope. Don't care. Don't do it. Like it, it really does feel sometimes like you know. Another thing I thought was stupid is Noodle. Her whole thing is that, like, I have this thing, this ring that's an N, and that's why my name is Noodle. But it turns out that actually it's a sideways Z. But Noodle knows how to read and also knows what a ring is. So why didn't she, like, orient it like you would a ring and see that it's a Z? I found that. I mean, what's the difference, I guess? Why would you have any reason to assume one way or the the other? Well, I guess because, because you would wear a ring. And then you'd be like, okay, it's if it's where you'd it'd face out, okay. so you'd look at it, I it see would what be you're a saying, Z. I guess. But then she's like, and her whole thing is that she can read and teaches Wonka to read because he's illiterate. She's like a weird river per person. I guess that's a good point. You wouldn't assume it was turned sideways, yeah, because right? it's it turns out because on a chain. And that's fair, how enough, it Jack, fair enough, Jack. Yeah, she's actually the heir to the chocolate fortune or whatever the hell. Although well, that doesn't really come into feels like right at the end, and then not really. But like, is it does it really amount to like, oh, she gets a bunch of chocolate? No, it's mostly just. She meets her mom, yeah. which is the more important, you know, personal victory to it all. But but I'm thinking about that sweet, sweet chocolate. I thought it was going to be like, look, she becomes a chocolate magnate in her own right. But that doesn't really seem to happen. No. I thought those guys were funny, the chocolate cartel guys. Yeah, those were fun. You like, we can't say poor. Yeah, you yeah, that guy. And the other one who overexplains everything, he's funny. Again, I do think it's pretty funny. Like liked all their interactions. They were inter- interacting with, uh, you know, Michael Key a bit, obviously, because he's the, the corrupt, the corrupt chief guy. of police. And Rowan Atkins being the the priest, that was fun. Again, yeah, that's all good, but it's just like, what is this, really? Yeah. It's, they live in fucking Candyland for all intents and purposes. They live in some random yeah. European Yeah, vaguely European situation. I don't know. I thought, like, yeah. I feel like it works better if it's like, look, at it's just England. It's kind of dreary and sad, but there was a weird chocolate man who lived in a factory. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, who can make a dreams said. come true. For it to be that he's arriving at a place that's... Already well, mystical. That's mystical. Like he's yeah. Like you said, it, it is kinda weird that the whole movie it's like, Look it, you're so weird, Willy Wonka. It's like he's not much more weird than, than You rest... all accept as a matter of course the existence of a chocolate cartel. What are you talking about? You your priests worship chocolate. It seems like a, a, a massive portion of your economy <laughs> is chocolate based. Such a huge sector of your of your local economy seemingly revolves around chocolate. But then you're and then a the guy comes along and he's like, I, I make chocolate and they're all like Pffa. You're weird. Go far. <laughs> as if anyone could do such <laughs> a sort of thing. Like, what? We're going to poison your chocolate. And make... In the comical way, though. I, yeah. I like how... <laughs> In a fanciful way. And that's just with poison. Like I said, it's... Right. One of the main uses of like, ooh, we're going to get weird with it. Like, I I was kind of excited for the premise of the heist, and I don't think they nex- necessarily executed on it as well as I thought it could have been. Because mm-hmm. um, it was just like... Let's feed him a chocolate that makes him go to sleep, but in a comical way. And it's like, you've just drugged a man. You could just, it could have been anything. You right? could have hit him with a bat. No right. Right? <laughs> yeah, for all its worth, right? Yeah, if it's all the same to you. But like, I'm going to feed him this chocolate that I give him a comical like <laughs> Like, all the animals in the zoo are in one big building in a hallway. Yeah, what's that about? I guess that's where they keep him at night, maybe? He's like, all right, the tiger one? So bring him inside? Yeah. And yeah, like, why Why is that he can't read? Why did that... they, why'd they feel the need to write that in? And then they kind of do like a holes thing where he's like, "No, I can read now. I learned, and I can I, actually oh, prove it." It is a bit of a but, holes, but it? it wasn't played as well as holes is because it wasn't really built up to. What else? There is something else I was going to bitch about this stupid yeah. kids movie. Nah, I've forgotten it. It means so little. Too I found deep. the thing I was, I was, I was getting. Okay, what is it? So Laid it's on. like our bread and butter. Like, yeah, is, is obviously to be is an expression when it's like your things you are known for, your main thing, your cornerstone, right? But the, the I was getting that mixed up with the expression, which is when uh, you say someone knows what side their bread is buttered on you've heard this one right? Huh? no it means like you know like where uh, you know you know where the money you know where the money comes from kind of thing yeah yeah, yeah. you know you know the hand that feeds you yeah sort of yeah thing? that kind of s- mixing our metaphors a bit there but it's yeah, like I, know, it's like listen hey I know what side my bread is. I'm not gonna rock the boat like I'm not gonna move. so I think I was just missing those on I have, so that that still kind of applies to what I was saying though it does He's like, listen, we know what side our bread is. We like the Soca, all right. We can't, we can't criticize too much. Of oh, is this just a franchise thing? Because that's all we do here, Bert. If we, we much, didn't have but... franchises, we have no show, and would it would it be better? Who knows? Who's to this... say? <laughs> that's a question we cannot afford to ask. If yeah. we ask that question, everything crumbles. We're like the we're like the Sean Chan. We can't ask if we all actually can do the magic, because then our whole empire crumbles. This is all built on a, a really a complex lie. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, propagated by the Weekly Planet. Um, I was going to say, speaking of metaphors, mm-hmm. um, I had an earth science teacher in high school who would always say, oh, this really frosts my cookies when she oh, was yeah. upset about something. Okay. Which, was just, which is just to go along with uh, spreading something on something. Which I had never heard of to that point. And, but you said that's upset. She's like, yeah, she really frost my cookies, which is odd. That's he... a bad thing? Though? Yeah, it's a weird, bad right? thing. That doesn't yeah. make sense. No, I agree. It's nothing. I think that's nothing. She was she kind of, of trying to be a quirky teacher. She was kind thing. of a scary lady, though. She was very oh, mean. okay. Who's mm-hmm. was one of the main teachers who didn't like music lessons. She was very against them. Great. Classic. 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 Everyone hates the music teachers. Let's see. Do you want to know who about Paul King? Let's see we sure. Read. Give me Paul King. Is he actually the worst man to ever live? He directed 20 episodes of the BBC surreal comedy series, The Mighty Boosh. Never heard of it. It's yeah, on the BBC, maybe. probably bad they have to pay for the television. Oh, he did Paddington and Paddington Two. Oh well, people like. love those. Like I don't know what it is about them. I've never seen them. It's I, a I've whole plot point in the unbearable weight of massive talent that how is good it? Paddington Two is. They're like just University the best movies people. ever made. Yeah, I, I don't know what that's about. Maybe because they're so whimsical and fun. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Those are like don't they both have like hundreds on like it's Rotten Tomatoes? Insane, yeah, insane, right? So you know, who doesn't have a hundred Rotten Tomatoes. Rebel Moon Part 1, Child on Fire. Child of Fire. That's certainly true. 9%. Coming to Netflix this Friday. Dude, I'm so excited to talk about Rebel Moon Part 2 for a number of, of reasons. Part 2? Already... Well, Part 1. And Part 2, for that matter. I'm, I'm only excited because I get to bitch about Zack Snyder for maybe three hours. I gotta... I gotta... I'm gonna have to temper you a little. I don't know. Here's the thing. We'll talk about it. Well, maybe we should save it, but... Ah, who cares? We'll say it twice. What's the... Oh, no. We'll say a thing twice. It's <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> At this point, I, I, I don't know. You just do it for the bit, but like you, don't, why do you hate him? You don't like hate him, hate him, do you? Is just for the bit? Like what? He I don't think because here's the thing. I just want to make clear. Like I think he's from all I've seen. I think he's actually like a like a you know decent guy and all. Oh yeah, yeah. he's not actually. I I think I've said this, but like I I will reiterate. I don't hate him like as a person. I think and also his daughter committed suicide, which is very tragic. So he, he's had a very rough time in the last decade or so. Which is very tragic and awful. I don't like him as like an artist. I think he's bad at what he does artistically. I think he's probably a fine stand-up guy who's nice to people and you know just as good as really any most people. Maybe even better though. Like I'm saying, like even in terms of Hollywood people, he. Oh, in terms of he like, seems to have a yeah. pretty good reputation just being a decent dude. And that's fine and all. I just think he can just to make everything fucking Watchmen. He's made a Star Wars Watchmen. It's it's crazy, honestly. Um, yeah. Again, we are getting into it before we've actually seen the movie. I'll make the same Watchmen joke again. He's got no such, like, fellas. such fervent defenders. It's very weird. Uh, did you see this one post on Reddit where somebody took, like, a screen cap of, like, a seating arrangement for, like, Rebel Moon? They're like, God, they it looks like the face of Dark Side. Snyder fans added it again. Ganna. Cashman was like, these people are beyond delusional. That has to be bait, right? It, I... I if for my own sanity it has to be because if somebody was like this is gas I'm cooking with this one I think I have to kill myself. Uh, yeah, it's just it's see like they they really should should be counting their lucky stars that this man gets as many they he gets as many chances as he does. Yeah, because he's not good at he's just not good at making movies. Again, it's nothing against the guy at all. He only he made Watchmen and was like I think I gotta do this for everything. He's He's not good at making movies. He doesn't know how to make movies. He's he made he's not two good, good, at good That's movies, a, like, and he's not. I don't even think he's like a completely incompetent buffoon. He, no, he's not, and he's not completely without any like creativity to him. It's it's literally just like the medium. The things that he likes are filmmaking bad making. Is not for him. Yeah, but th- also storytelling. Like he's so he's, it's it's storytelling is what it is. He's he's good at certain aspects of, of filmmaking, mm-hmm. but the whole on the whole, in terms of telling stories with a medium of film, bad. It's not his thing. He should be making like like video game trailers or something. You know, he'd be great at video game trailers. or video game cinematics or some yeah, bullshit. Yeah, I don't know. Make the next Warhammer cinematic. You fucking know. goober. But I hate when he's trying to tell me he's going to start like trying to. I hate understand when he, the character of Batman or something. I hate when he tries to tell me that his zombie movie is actually a time loop with aliens. Shut up. Well, what is? Shut up. I'm pretty off. sure. Know, hey, it, can't, it is. And I hate that. That movie... My, my parents watched that movie. At the end, I was like, yeah, I got bored. I walked out. I don't care. It's like, Jesus. But anyway, we'll save that. So excited to talk about Rebel Moon. I can't wait to shit on it. I wish it was good. That's the thing, too. Is like, I don't... I think I said that, too. Yeah, at but, one point, you here. Like, I... I didn't. Wasn't actually wishing. You were kind of wishing for it to be bad. I'm praying you're on the hater. downfall. You're praying on the downfall. You're a bit of a hater. I wake up hating for the I memes. I set my alarm to wake up and hate more for the memes, if nothing else. But I honestly was like, I was definitely with the opinion that because obviously the whole narrative is about like, ooh, kind of like Star Wars is this new Star Wars, is a Star Wars killer, and I like famously quite enjoy Star Wars. So it's like, oh, a movie that's good and like Star Wars. That I'm sure there's. Well, I'm not even I'm sure. I've seen lots of people being like, ha-ha, take this, Star Wars fans. This is going to be good. And it's like, I don't know why I can't someone just... really liked Star Wars. Why would they be disappointed by a, a film that was similar to Star Wars if it was good? You'd have to be, really, have to be a really weird, weird franchise goober. brain to be like, well, it's I'm, not not, I'm going against it because it's not actually Star Wars. Eh, I've got to have my, it's not my franchise. Whatever. I want it to be good. And it's, by all accounts, not looking that way. It's one of those things where it's like, oh, this is why they didn't have him make it. But they got he bo- came to them with this, and he's like, guys, this is the way I want to make it. And they're like, that's okay. Well, honestly, we'll make. We'd yeah. rather make no movies, and they kept doing that. Actually, so exciting. It's so exciting. But anyways, um, I went. The last thing I want to leave this out on is just a bit, bit of a funny thing about Wonka. Yeah, about Wonka. So it's a tweet I saw today that said Deadline reports that studios are not marketing musicals as musicals because test audience. This is a quote. Test audience focus groups generally hate musicals, and the only way to get people into the theater with one is to trick them. <laughs> <laughs> and that's insane, right? That cannot be sustainable. <laughs> oh my god! Because famously—I don't know—I don't know how famous it is, but this movie, especially the first couple trailers, did not have really any indication that this was a full-blown, like you know, honestly, goodness, musical. Yeah, they, but it is—they tricked you. Isn't that bizarre? Because we have it's a phenomenon that you and I observed. And we talked about it, I think, on the show? Did we? I don't know if we ever. Were... I think we did, we did. We talked about it with the Mean Girls trailer. Because you showed me the Mean Girls one, and then you me Wonka, and then you showed me Color Purple. I don't think we talked about Mean Girls on the show, though. I think I just did it for the memes. Why would we talk about Mean Girls? I think we talked about it because they're hiding musicals. I think we talked about that topic of them disguising musicals, and Mean Girls was one of the examples. And then we did a bit of, like, we didn't know that Wonka was a musical. Ha ha, look at us. They're trying to hide that from us. Trust me, it was there. We didn't specifically cover the trailer of Mean You understand what I'm saying? I don't know why it would have come up. I, I know this is a conversation we had. I just don't know why it would have been on here. I thought this was just a, a real-life convo you and I had, you know? Honestly? maybe may be just as <laughs> equally right as me. <laughs> okay, cool. Because right before record, they all kind of bleed together. That's what I was getting at, though, is Mean grills Wonka, Color Purple. The new Color Purple. Bold New Taken a Classic Tale. Bold New Taken a Classic Tale. It's just funny. Like, that's a that's a thing we've like, witnessed in real time, is them bearing the lead with these musicals. Which, again, begs the question, who is this for? If they've done their testic, their test group bullshit nonsense and they're determined that people don't like musicals, who decided we needed to make a Willy Wonka prequel musical in Year of Our Lord 2023? You know? In current year, no less. In current year, no less. And then we had a delay Dune for this? Why couldn't we just have Dune in November? I'd rather have Dune. And I don't even like Dune, and I agree with that. Yeah, come on doing. Take a, I gave that was a win. Don't shake your head at a win. Only like a give horse <laughs> so in a weird Dune's boring. I will stand by that. You, you can't, can't hate Dune and Rebel Moon. You got to pick one of the Star Wars. I can't hate the both new Star Warses. Oh, buddy, you got to pick one of the movies that everyone's going. Look, at it's like Star Wars if it was good. Because I, rah, rah. you know, you got to pick one. Nah, Which I... way, Western man? Both. <laughs> Why not both, Western man? Um, yeah, I think that's probably it. Mm-hmm. So I could tack out of that into trailers. Oh boy! Here we go yeah. doing trailers sure,
1: again.
0: Sure, sure. We're trailer trash, trailer cash. We got two today, and the first of which is Civil War, the uh, newest A twenty four film, uh, starring oh not Nicole Kidman, Kristen Dunst. Thank you, Kirsten. Kristen Dunst. Thank you. Hmm. Kirsten Dunst. Kirsten. Yeah. Yeah. I said that twice. No, I don't think you I said oh. the first. T- the first time I didn't, and then I said it twice after. Um, oh. and she's a photographer in this movie. I don't know who else stars in this movie, but I only know her. Like a real, Well, Jesse Plemons was there. I don't know if he's starring, though. Well, fuck, I don't know either. Okay. We don't both have who to counts know. counts as... How do we know who's starring or not? I would assume the people that she's with in the trailer are yeah, starring. You're, you're right about that. I would think you right. About what that. a lovely conversation. <laughs> we have such fun. Why isn't her show more popular? Is, is, <laughs> is, do you think Nick, Nick Offerman counts? I'm going to go maybe. I'm going to go hard maybe. I think he counts as much as Jesse Plemons <laughs> counts. I mean, is it relevant who's starring? I was just going to name people who are in it, I guess. You know, hey, go ahead. I I That's want. a boat. That's all. I think. That's all. <laughs> the guy from Dunes in it. Which one? Uh, the older man who says all my nerves are saying yeah, his yeah. yeah. death. Yeah, yeah, yeah All yeah, my yeah, senses yeah. or whatever. In Dune he says that. You mean. No, in the trailer says Would that. You? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It, that I, guy's I, in stuff. The last thing I remember is Dune. I know he's in other stuff. He's um. This says he was. In Isn't it. he in Ladybird too? It's, yeah, 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 yeah. Right here. A lot of, of Ladybird Bird combos here. Wow, look at that. This says he was in Bo's Afraid. He is. He's the therapist in Bo's Afraid. Says, yeah. it, says, it says right here, therapist, Bozo Afraid. Oh, God damn it. That movie's awful. <laughs> it's bottom of my list. Uh, Actually, it won't be because Rebel Moon will be the bottom of the he's list. He's like one of the psychics in... Uh... Yeah, he's like the one they made into like a computer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Doing, I'm done. Anyway. His, the... oh, his name, by the way, is Stephen McKinley. Oh, Stephen McKinley Henderson. I'm sorry. God bless him. So in this movie, it's all about uh, a modern American civil war where Texas and California... Become their own kind of republic. And well, they, I don't know if it's that. They, they joined forces in there's some kind of civil war. Civil I mean, I don't war. know if they're a republic, is but there's a some kind of revolt. Conflict. Conflict. Involving, long story short. With those two states at the head, from what we can tell. Seemingly. And there's a Florida alliance, it seems. Yeah, I don't know how that... I guess Florida is what it's based around, but it's like a couple. It's to be more than one state, right? Yeah. It must be the surround, because otherwise if it would just be Florida. Well, we it's just, call just for, it the Florida. Maybe before yeah. it split up for a bit and then <laughs> came back together. So I guess it's probably like Georgia and, Georgia and Alabama and then, because, you know, current year, the, you know, Florida's, the Floridians are controversial at the moment, aren't they? Ha ha, Florida man does a thing. Well, I don't, I wasn't saying that Oh, as much as like Ron DeSantis is running for president of oh, yeah. this country. God, what a silly, and he wears high heels, you know? Oh, I'm well aware. And God bless him. He really shot himself in the foot with that. <laughs> in the foot, huh? <laughs> How do you like? Trump's got to call Meatball Ron. If he does that, he'll lose. I don't think. I don't know. I guess Meatball Ron is, it ended up being the better one. Well, well. He started with Ron the Sanctimonious, which to me is clever, well, but it's, I think it's too much. Technically, too Trump has denied all allegations that he's ever called him Meatball Ron. Oh, Meatball Ron is a rumored nickname. Oh, it is never. It's not official. It's always just been nebulous, huh? It's always been nebulous. Trump on his True Social has vehemently denied the fact that he has ever called him Meatball Ron. Which he definitely did. Definitely his other nick. What else is? Uh, I I only remember. He wrong. had to be. He, he, had has to be. A, he is. They're not very good. Ronda sanctimonious is it's still, too much. It's, but there's too much going on there. Whatever. Regardless. I don't know. This trailer. I, I feel pretty strongly about it for reasons I can't fully explain. Okay. Good. It just, it just kind of stirred emotions in me, which maybe you know it's a good thing. Maybe it's what they want you know. But <laughs> I mean, I want you thinking. I my general kind of and it's hard to say this like. I don't know why I feel the need to caveat this so much. Maybe it's because it's like an A twenty four thing, and I I do have a certain amount of faith that it will be Could. good. That they do know what they're doing to an extent. That there is going to be more to it than just what if the what if the U S had another civil war. But based on the trailer, that is kind of the vibe I get, and mm. I and I feel like in general it's lacking a bit of a bit of depth, a bit of je ne sais quoi. a bit of, a bit of subtlety, they... and a bit of how Nuance. do you say how do you say je ne sais quoi. Je ne sais quoi. Or nuance, or nuance. Yeah, that's general. And again, it's hard to really glean that from a trailer. So I don't know why I feel that way, but I guess listen. Sometimes you, I mean, you're going off the vibes, you know? Yeah. A twenty-four. They're all they're vibe more than most. They're pretty vibe based in yeah, a lot of ways. At least so, some of them. If the vibes are off, the vibes are off. The vibes are off. I mean, what? I can't, there's nothing I can do about that. But they made Nick off from the president. I'm not going to pretend the vibes aren't off. That's a good choice. Yeah, he's fun. But he's, like, a bad guy, maybe. He's, like, bombing people. But it's, like, I don't know. Again, it's... Uh, uh, and they attack Washington, D.C. They do an Olympus has fallen White House down situation. What they're... Really what they're doing, in a lot of ways, is they're doing the campaign to 2007's Modern Warfare <laughs> 2. And... I mean, we all played Modern Warfare 2. We all Warfare played 2. Modern Warfare 2. But I, it, was, it was cooler then. One, because we were children. We were little boys. It was I'm, 2007. Maybe. Who could have conceived of such a thing, Right. Ramirez 7 and 6, respectively. You know, they, were first to the, they were first to the game. To yeah. the like Oh, look it. Can you imagine if there was a modern war fought on U.S. soil? And I'm like, holy shit, I can't. I can now, though. Holy shit, they VMP'd DC. Oh I get to see Red Dawn. You know, you got... Yeah, what's his name there? He's in everything. He's the voice actor. guy Oh, shit. I don't you know, know. He's the president of Rick and Morty. Oh, he's... C. Oh, Arbiter. Keith. Um, Keith David. Keith David. Love like, like, Keith David. Ramiro's. <laughs> this, is, this is the last mag. And he, like, throws it to you and you're like, holy shit, what's going on? Oh, the Russians are going to overrun. And, uh, it's incredible. It's an incredible campaign. You know how that ends? Oh. They're like about to They're like the White House is down, is is lost. We're gonna bomb the shit out of it. They're gonna like airstrike the White House, and then you're like, and he's like, "We're Get to the roof." And you like fight your way through the White House, and you get to the roof to like wave the American flag to let them know that it still stands. And they're like, ah, it's it's sick. You know, never played it. So like. I've got all that going into it, so when you're gonna, you're gonna show the so you, when you show me the movie and it's like, oh look, can you imagine? I'm like, yeah, I can imagine because I imagined back in 2007 and when my imagination was more lifelike and vivid. And back then, it was Americans and we were defending our homeland from the dirty Rusks who were invading us. <laughs> Those dirty this, vodka sloppers. Well, this is just depressing. Depressing. <laughs> I my, don't want a civil war, my fellow man. And uh, not that that's actually a, a real criticism at all, but again, and, and a very real sense and a a more realistic at least (laughs) criticism i I, that is the sense i get that like it's just like is this is this just you know what if what if there was a civil war in modern day wouldn't that be kind of crazy yeah yeah it would be kind of you know it feels like i said it just feels a little surface level right Mm -hmm. it feels like a real like a real quick glance and listen that's not to say that like we don't got some shit going on in in american politics right now right and you know there's some worrying trends and and whatnot but you'd be like, oh, let's do a whole movie, and it's like it's, it's full civil war, and everyone just shoot each other. Wouldn't that be fucked up? Yeah, man, it would be. It would be. It's, one thing I, one thing I didn't like about the trailer, and I and I did like the trailer um, was they have uh, a, th- some little tagline thing about like empires fall or an empire falls or something like that, which I have always hated. Which you don't get into on the show because we're not a politics show, mm-hmm. God forbid. Um, well, sometimes we are, but not really. Um, depends. <laughs> Well you know depends on your definition of politics that's true we, we rally against quite a bit. We rail against the people who say race, horrible racist things yeah and if dinner, that's politics by and large yeah that's fine but anyway, I've always hated when people uh, compare uh, the United States to the Ro- to Rome because guys who don't read enough books love doing that I just you know I won't discriminate anyone people don't read enough books love doing that uh, and oversimplify history. And forget about or England. I mean, it's usually it usually or the England. conversation is like, oh, Rome rose and fell, and then England rose and." Every fell. empire only lasts two hundred years. Didn't you know? That's not true at all. Shut up. What about Han China, dickhead? I mean, or Rome? Or Rome? That's true. lasted ago. Oh, the Roman Empire itself lasted almost a thousand years. Yeah. So, Setting aside that, like they were a republic, whatever. It's, it's irrelevant. The the U.S. still not an empire. Like I get what people are trying to say, but that also doesn't really apply either. Yeah. The British Empire and the Roman Empire were very specific things. It's just different. The whole thing's different. Yeah, I'm, there's I'm, almost nothing to be gained from trying to compare a fucking, you know, the most powerful nation to ever exist with yeah. Rome in the modern day, with you know, post-industrial, post-globalization. There's, there's indistinguishable. There's nothing to gain from being like, well, the U.S. is kind of the same as Rome. Yeah. No. <laughs> no, not really.
1: Huh. <laughs> nice try, though.
0: Hey, you try. I hear what you're saying, but why don't you go back to algebra, huh? Do you algebra homework, kid? Like. I saw someone say it today, but like you, it would be appalling for a, a like lower middle class, even just lower. I'll just say lower class. Literally, like a an impoverished American, it would be appalling for them to live life as a patrician in ancient Rome. Can you absolutely, imagine. Jesus. They had slavery in ancient Rome. Right. That was like a thing. But I could mean, do. even being a decently well-off Roman, not a great time. I would hate it. Yeah, no Mountain Dew. That's just because that's the. Wor- that's nothing against Rome. They seem to be all uh, have their head on straight. You know, <laughs> they did it all right. But it's just it, it, again, there's not really much value in, mm-hmm. in comparing it to a, you know, a, a empire mm-hmm. that existed a thousand years ago. Again, they- it's just buying it. I just feel like this is playing into a little bit too much of like people's like yeah, people's actual real anxieties about like if America is falling. as the, Yeah, nation. the situation, and it's also definitely like. For that, in that way, it's it's you know it's doing it up a bit much, right? Mm-hmm. This is obviously over exaggerating. So we're not on the brink of actual collapse, right? Despite what people want to say, it's re- it's not that bad. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe that's just me. Coping. Copium? copium, copium, huffing coping. that copium, copiuming. Can you copiuming? No, um, you can. I don't think you add a jarring <laughs> to that word. But anyways, like maybe it's just because I don't want us to have a civil war. But I don't actually think we're that close to it, you know. Mm-hmm. I, and like. Clearly, there's some like I said, I can't fully explain it. I think part of it is that like, well, I'm American and I don't want them to make war about my country being or a movie about my country being war. My country never had war. My country good. I don't want war. Country good. Country strong. Yeah, apes together strong. strong. So there's clearly part of that is going on, um, and I just don't want to want to (laughs) face that. No, of course not. But I also do feel like it's like I I don't know if expletive is the is the right word, but it's kind of how I feel a little bit, I guess, right? Don't you think? Do you get know what I mean? Absolutely. <laughs> I just like what you mean. To be like, oh, look at this. Isn't this scary? Isn't it free? Whoa, what if they were airstriking Americans? Like, I don't know. What, what if, if they f- were like, ra- what if they were hanging people? What if they're shooting journalists on the side of the road? Like, yeah. What if? What if, man? And, and people pointed this out. I don't actually think this is a f- fair criticism necessarily. Um, but like, given the current state of the world. Uh, at this exact moment in time, right? Where there's some, like, genuine armed conflicts going on that are gaining, you know, global attention. Mm-hmm. Um, which, like, I don't know, that's its own kind of can of worms. Just in the sense that there's always... Some kind of war. Right. It's like, yeah, I don't know, you, even you and I have argued about this a bit. Throw you under the bus here a bit. We've been like, oh, like, oh, it's things are kind of rough right now because there's, like, a couple wars going on. It's like, yeah, there's always kind of wars going on. It's, all, it's ultimately just, like, which ones, you know... Affects us the most affects us or even just like the west as a, as a whatever monolith decides to zero in on and, and make important but you know whatever we don't need to get in all that but my point is just like i don't think that is necessarily a valid point to be like oh isn't this trailer kind of insensitive to real life conflicts because it's impli-? no you know it's talking about like airstrikes on civilians and again like shooting journalists which is a thing that's like happening yeah this in the world right now I-, I don't think that's a fair thing to levy against this movie just because mm-hmm things are happening they're happening elsewhere it's not in ta- like who, who they couldn't have known that right that's not, yeah that's not on them like we gotta to right during the gaza israel crisis. that's definitely gonna happen right i mean i guess the argument is like it's been a, there's been a long enough lead up it's not like that happened you know just started yesterday and then they put out this trailer it's like that's obviously been in full swing for a couple weeks now well like more than two months yeah but so it's like They could have not. They could have had those lines out of the trailer. I guess you know. Mm -hmm. They didn't have to literally have a line in their trailer about bombing civilians and shooting journalists or whatever. And and again, I kind of get all that. Um, I don't know. Ultimately, that's not the bigger thing to me. I guess the whole premise, like that's the whole movie, ultimately, Mm -hmm. right? Like, if you have a problem with that, I don't know how you wouldn't have a problem with the kind of of at all. Yeah, and it's just like I don't don't know. Like, said a lot of feelings. I think a big part of it may, maybe is that I just feel like this, there's no way this is like actually going to be an adequate, sort of accurate representation of what this would even possibly be like, maybe, is the bigger thing. Mm-hmm. Like, which, which I feel like this is just an impossible thing to do, do, maybe, right? That's a fair, unfair thing to expect of a film. To fully comprehend the magnitude that would have, to, the, all the things that would have to happen for all of America to splinter. Right. And fall. That's, yeah, you get what I mean? Like, that yeah. It's almost... It's, it's al- incomprehensible. Yeah. Almost. You'd need, like... Yeah, it'd be incomprehensible. You couldn't compare it to anything else in history, really. That's what I... And that's what I was saying to you earlier. I was like... And again, maybe this is just us being too American-brained about it. Too, like, the U.S. is <laughs> the center of the world. But in a lot of ways, it's like... Yeah, like, I was saying to you, like, for this to happen, it would have... It would affect the whole planet. on a massive... Like, the entire Well, global... every, everything would kind of go tits up. Yeah. If, if, the, if the whole, like, West didn't, like... Collapse. It would at least be shaken. Yeah, deeply. Like, I'm not. Obviously, it's not like every country in the world would just like cease to exist, but it would be very bad for a lot lots of people. Of part, I mean, it's like again, it's 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 almost impossible to portray that. Mm-hmm. And it's also there's even the question of like, is something like this even a feasible type of thing? Right, like con- a conventional war like this, where it's like we're gonna have guys on the ground with guns shooting at each other. Yeah, I don't know, and it seems like. We, we get lots of shots of, like, paramilitary-looking guys, right? Yeah, Dusty Plemons. Is one of well, no, he's, like, seems to, I mean, he's legit, he's wearing, like, fatigue, but I mean, like, these guys. Oh. There's like... lots of shots of dudes who are, like, I assume oh, the yeah, rebel like... sort of faction of it, right? Mm-hmm. Who are just wearing, like, various kind of civvies and stuff running around. Some like, tactical vests. Yeah, like, weird band. And it's like, what is, is that, or is that a realistic thing? We're gonna have a bunch of, like, militias that are actually, like, I it just seems unlikely. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I guess part of it maybe is that. Is that the, I don't I don't know if they're really taking the time and effort to make... And again, it's hard to say that just because I haven't seen it. So maybe some of these uh, fears would be uh, ironed out. Swear. They're probably just showing us the most interesting parts. Mm-hmm. And we see it go, oh, okay, that's why all this is like the way it is. I just, th- I guess, basically to summarize it all here. Bring it home. It seems to me like this is kind of just based around like, well, wouldn't this be interesting? Again, I like kind of like I said, like, well, wouldn't it be crazy? Of like, let's do a movie depicting a civil war on America a modern civil war, right? With helicopters and shit blowing up DC. And then they just kinda like whatever. Everything else is kinda secondary. Just just in service of that. Right. Till we get to the big action parts. Right. I mean, I feel like that's like like the trailer itself builds to this, right? I feel like that's what this all is, is look at the big helicopter battle in DC, right? This final the, the final sort of shot of the trailer here, which is a big nighttime battle in washington dc with like missiles and helicopters and air defense and shit going on no, it's like and nick offerman president is saying the prejudice pre- of allegiance yeah he's saying when there's tanks rolling down the street and they're dragging the president out of the oval office and it's like yeah that would be crazy but i just ultimately and i don't know if there's a, a such thing as a film that could adequately portray the situation a, of like a modern civil war in any country Mm. much less in the U.S., right? I mean, there's it, this is a, this is the reality for, unfortunately, like millions of people worldwide, right? There's tons of countries that are embroiled in civil, civil war currently and have been, lots of them, for years on end now. So it's a thing, right? And, like, mm-hmm. I feel like, but the, I think because of that, because it it is a real phenomenon that happened, or, I don't know, phenomenon, sorry, but it's a thing that, again, people are unfortunately suffering. Like, I feel like because of that even, it probably should get, a like, you know, that much more care mm. to really like you know handle it kind of well, but I don't know. Maybe I'm for some reason this has clearly made me this trailer's maybe very thoughtful. <laughs> and, I don't know yeah, what it is, and it's making a thing. Isn't that what cinema supposed to do? Well, in a lot of ways, I, I would like to see it. I mean, we're gonna go see it. I think. Yeah, we do like a lot of the a twenty four outfit. I mean, it's a twenty four is coming to Max. They're all gonna be on there soon. It feels like this really fits into their niche of like you know normie kind of thinking <laughs> movies. Yeah. It's just it's just an, enough to be to get a bunch of normies online bunch talking of about like, milk man, toast. Do I think I do I have a take about this? <laughs> I don't know. Well What do you think? I thought it was I thought it was good. It's definitely interesting. <laughs> uh, I just think it's neat to quote the great Marge Simpson. Um, yeah, I just hope Jesse Plemons doesn't mumble so much. But yeah, that's a that's a fraught wish. But anyway, we can move on to the next trailer. Kung Fu Panda Four. I wasn't done. You weren't done. Oh, okay. Never mind. Retract that. It was just the beginning when they, like, walked out the store and they're like, don't you know there's a civil war going on? I don't know what to... Like, what is that supposed to be? I don't know. You know what I mean? That is a word. That is a word inclusion. It seems like the journalist people are being like, you idiot. Why aren't you, like, hiding in fear? Hiding? Fighting? Like, what... What is that, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? No, yeah, you understand. He's like, oh, I'm just trying to live my life, man. Sorry. (laughs) What? Like, what do you want this person to say? Oh, don't you, don't you know? Oh, I hadn't heard. What? I'm sure it'll be explained. I saw the same person on Twitter was like, "It feels like the movie wants the Civil War to be." I oh, don't no, know this one. It was. Um, I can't stop thinking about the way the trailer for the Civil War movie mocks the woman at the start, trying to stay out of it. In every war, most people want nothing more than to work, eat, sleep, and see their friends and family. It's normal to not want to fight in a war. Which I agree. I mean, again, we don't have enough detail off of this whole film. Maybe there is some really compelling reason to pop this all off. It it it's hard to, to imagine what would unite California and Texas against, I guess, the federal government conceptually. Yeah, and also just, I listen. This is the thing that people talk about a lot in terms of like the U.S. and like, oh, you know, the people could never fight the military even if they wanted to. Joe Biden thing, right? said that the yeah, president yeah. of this United States said that too. Which us. is a great thing for us to hear from him. I think we really needed that. He needs our votes. God bless. But there is some reality to that, all right. Um, I suppose. I also think it's probably over, because like the thing is like. It wouldn't need to be a conventional kind of war for it to be. You just guerrilla warfare. Yeah, you just do. But whatever. The point being that this isn't. That's not what this this movie portrays one way or the other. This movie does just portray like, oh, look at what if both sides had jets and helicopters and shit. And it's just like, I, I don't know if that is a react accurate. Yeah, which te- again is why I think it's just a lot of like we want cool visuals and shit, and it doesn't. You know, really, matter. everything else is secondary. Because mm-hmm. again, could you have a. a Situation where the U.S. basically fractures into a bunch of warring kind of factions and shit, and got really bad. Yeah, but would that look like a, a, an army invading DC and, and seizing the capital? Mm. No, not at They're gonna drag the president out of the Oval Office. What the? That's stupid. <laughs> like that's not been a part of how you like win wars for I don't know three hundred years, yeah. four hundred years, especially not in this country. That's one of our like big things. It's one of the ways we did pretty well. We don't have a king. We don't have, like, and this guy gets it, and then one guy rules everything. But even just the sense that, like, you can't capture D.C. and then have the country. What is that? That's nothing. Yeah. Right? So we have, we have, D.C. is not even, like, is even crack, like, our top ten biggest cities? Yeah. But like, that was always a big thing. Some fucking that, like, king's landing. <laughs> when the Revolutionary War happened, that was, like, one of the, th- it was like, look at we're America, we're different, we're not like you stupid Europeans, because back then it was like, if you take Paris, it's like, well, I have France now, don't I? I took London, I have England, right. don't I? They, t- they like took New York and they were like, "We've got you." And they're like, "Think again, bitch." Have and they got to Philadelphia and they're like, "Well, now surely, eh, ha, ha, you wish." You guys want Boston? We don't want Boston. They no, one, can, nobody <laughs> wants Boston. They kind of just kept going. So I don't know. Like I guess I, I'm sure there is deeper ideas to it, you know. Mm. But I just can't shake the food, help, but shake the the idea that like this might be. I guess maybe what I'm saying is in general it might be a little more style over substance, you know. What's, man? I was like, what if this was shocking and crazy? Also, oh, I, I should have led with it. But the guy who wrote it? British. Oh. So what am I, you know? Opinion invalidated, right? I kind of hate it now. Discard it? Discard this all? L plus lost two wars? Mm hmm. Plus FDR saved your ass? Plus. Plus you guys eat like it's World War Two still? <laughs> World War Two rationing did irreparable damage to your. <laughs> Cuisine? You guys go to chippy shops? And eat minced pies? Go fuck yourself. So, like, take everything I just uh, ranted about, right? And then you add on the fact that it's some British guy telling it all to you, like he knows it's, about my country. It's like that um, what's that scene where Matthew McConaughey plays that lawyer for Samuel L. Jackson. Uh, I don't know. Is it an old timey movie? No. It's an older movie. Yeah, it's not Amistad, is it? No, no. This is like it's more. Of, it's it's like relatively modern day. It's not Amistad because that one's like Revolutionary I don't War. I think either of them are actually in that movie, but it is a. Movie. It's a well, that's it's a a a lawyer of movie Oh, it is Matthew McConaughey. I don't think That's Samuel Jackson doesn't close. Yeah. That movie's got a really fucked up scene with the slave ship thing. I Oral know. Horrible scene. I'm aware. Yeah, man, I was aware the whole time you were talking about this trailer. It's for the show, man. Jeez, have you seen Amistad? Notice that scene. <laughs> just, just that scene. Just that horrible scene. Can't a guy live? Jeez, can't a guy just have a conversation topic? <laughs> God, God forbid. Thank God I Matthew McConaughey was in that movie though, because I was going to seem like an idiot if neither of them were in that movie and I just made you some shit up, you know. <laughs> But My point is there's a part in that movie, the whole plot of the movie I'm talking about mm-hmm. is that Samuel L. Jackson's daughter is killed, but the they're in the South and it's the racist South. So they're like, we oh, okay. don't care about this little black girl who died. And he does this whole speech at the end about like, really goes into detail about like the horrors of this happening. And then at the end he goes, now imagine she's white. And they're all like, whoa, our whole minds have been changed. Actually, Jeez. we're not going to be racist anymore. But it's that. But it's like, now imagine he's British and now yeah. you hate it even more. Right. Um, so like, why do we need him telling us, right? Yeah, he lost two wars against us. Go back to your island, you limey. It just takes on a whole different light when it's like a British guy preying on our downfall like huge day. <laughs> I reckon. And listen, he's a he's a he's a decent guy. He wrote Annihilation, I like Annihilation. I was gonna say, yeah. You, oh, did you see? that? He did Annihilation. He did uh, some two other thing. ones they have there. What was the other one? <laughs> There's uh, two other ones. I really don't remember. They showed it on screen. Go back. Oh, do they? Yeah. yeah. That's how I knew it was, it was Annihilation. Ex Machina is the one I was thinking of. Uh, and then Men was the one that just came out last year. Oh, wrote Men. Which was. I didn't see Men. Everyone is. Uh, Every man you know is murderer. I don't know. Is that what it is? I don't know. I think. It's the one where everyone was the guy from James Bond. This dude, Rory Kinnear. Everyone in the town was this dude. You didn't even see the trailer for this? I did, actually, yes. Yeah. And the one lady from I'm Thinking of Anything just the main character. She is in I'm Thinking of Anything. Good job. God, I do know movies. Also, he wrote 28 Days Later. It's well, a good movie, I think. I so listen, maybe he knows what he's doing, but also he's again, British. British, make British. a make a fucking civil war movie about your country, asshole. Why is it gotta be us? You know, make an IRA movie, huh? Yeah. yeah. Oh man, it's almost like you had one of those kind of uh like whoa in living memory. You piece of shit. Get Margaret Thatcher in there. Have her drag her out of wherever you're equivalent to the White you House. Son of a. Bitch. Check her out of Parliament. Come on. Why are you gotta be coming for us like? Have them kill Boris Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> I've a seen up. where they drag Boris Johnson out of his fancy... Whatever dumb room your guy hangs out in, and... Well, come on. Whatever kind Why of shit are you doing this to me? You know? <laughs> what did I ever do to you, Alex Garland? I hate you. Well, it's like, look it. It's literally like, you know, oh, they're going to invade DC on the 4th of July. Cool, man. You Fucking, see what I mean? Like, there's just know. no subtlety to it, don't you think? And I hate it even more than I know he's British. He's yeah. rubbing in our faces. So. That's mostly we'll it. I do have... Again, I don't know why this inspired such passions in me. He's probably going to kill a guy named John Hancock in this movie just to really rub it in. What if they're all just like the most patriotic names you've ever heard? They're all George and John's and freaking Alexander's. It's going to be Kirsten Dunst's character's name is Betsy. <laughs> and at the end, it's like Betsy, Betsy Ross. <laughs> uh, One of the dude's name is Sam. Uh. He's an uncle. <laughs> so at the end, his, his, his niece is like, Uncle Sam! You made it! You survived the war, Uncle Sam! I gotta get home to my niece. <laughs> Liberty. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, freaking, what's his name? Jesse Plumman's his character, his name is Joe, because he's a soldier. He's G.I. Yeah. G- <laughs> G- Joe. Stuff like that. And then it's like, I don't know, I feel like he's trying to say something, because look at you, there's that guy from the, he's in the, he's in the, I don't thumbnail of the trailer, and he's in there, and it's like, look it, it's a sniper, but he's got painted nails and dyed green hair. It's like, yeah, what? What is that? Are what are you trying to say? Why would he have such long... Why would he die his head? Oh, what if the Zoomers went to war? <laughs> Fuck, you got me. Fuck, you got me. I don't know, man. I just don't know. We'll see. Hey, listen. Well, I guess, well, again, I'll reserve judgment, even though I've kind of made up my mind already. Yeah, we've kind of set ourselves in stone here. But, no, I, I'm I'm willing to see it. If only for the spectacle of watching the Capitol burn, I guess, but... Amen. And it's probably going to be like a big January 6th metaphor or something, you know? Like, look at, could you believe? I imagine the Proud Boys won. They're putting their which I okay, don't need to get like, political, but I always thought that was kind of an overreaction. It always seemed to me that that was not that big of a deal. Like it was a big deal for a number of reasons, but to act like our government was on the verge of collapse because a bunch of individuals were in a building seemed a little crazy to me. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? No, I'm not. I'm, I'll, I'll leave you on that on your own. You thought that you were worried about the I, collapse? I, I, I didn't say that. I'm staying out of that. <laughs> I have Did no what? What? <laughs> what. Were you there? What were you there? No, well, I, hey, I can't say. You trying reason. to? <laughs> I can't say where I was. I'm not allowed to. Damn, bro. My right? lawyer was very clear that I couldn't say where I was. I Whatever. Anyway, Kung Fu Panda 4. Like, complete. Po- almost polar opposite. 180. Too. Really should I start with Kung Fu Panda 4 in hindsight? I was gonna. I, I was ready to. Well, you and gotta you be quicker Eastern on that jump. Oh, oh, the first time. jag jack- like, attack? I don't know. You were so quick with it. I'm always quick. Quick draw McGraw over here with breaking out Civil War. We're 131 episodes in. You gotta get used to this. Sorry. You're, all, you're the one who always says, uh, you know, you always say ag attack, and then uh, so you're supposed to say ag attack, and then I also say jump. By the way, but uh, trailer, I would like to go first. Just wouldn't flow, would it? Yeah. And oh. in the end, I win. <laughs> anyway, Kung Fu Panda it 4. It seems like I was going to lose regardless. Oh, yeah. Okay. What are you, new? <laughs> well, okay. Come on, Zach. You're, I know you're quick. I don't know, it's, I don't know. It's Kung Fu Panda 4, you know? It's a Kung Fu Panda film. Yeah, they got a new Vanessa. Vanessa. Not Vanessa. Michelle Yeoh? She- is that who it is? No, I think it's. No. Oh. It's um. I don't know. This I'm, one. I'm having a terrible time with names today. Mm. She was just in Hunger Games. It is played Amanda Waller. Oh, it her is. Na- no, it, you can tell. Yes, it's. Um, and her name is Viola Davis. Viola Davis. Good job. <laughs> Almost called her Violet Beauregard because you're. Talking... <laughs> <laughs> I was like, not that. You read it as Viola Davis. Yes. I don't know why I thought it was show. You. I guess Kung Fu. Cut that. Does that make you sound racist. Cut that all. Cut all this.
1: <laughs> Got over.
0: Um, over. We're starting over. Act Attack! episode 1 th- uh, do the thing. Yeah, do the thing. Uh, welcome back, Jack. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't she's a chameleon and she could just do the other villains. Uh, is that anything? Does that not seem like a bit of a I don't know. That to me seems a bit lazy personally, but Are you yeah, excited yeah. to see the return of Well, you know, I would be exci- I would almost be more excited if it was actually the return of what's his name? Not just yeah, and not just Look, he's in it a minute so that this other villain can steal his powers. Yeah, he seems to turn into, like, an elephant. So hopefully they'll have more Kung Fu Masters that are different animals. But, yeah, it seems like he'll just be, like, and I'm the peacock, and I'm also Tai Long, and I'm also the, the bull. The rhino guy. Is uh, a rhino? No, 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 he's a bull. The rhino gets killed at the beginning of Kung Fu Panda 2. The rhino's the good guy, Zach. Come the fuck. It's been a minute since I've seen Kung Fu Panda yes, 2. I'm putting the Bowser glasses back on. <laughs> you didn't earn those, Jack. You weren't most improved on my rugby team this year. That was me. Those are mine by right. I uh, yeah, am, and, and yet I wear them. <laughs> I sit upon the throne. I wear sure? the Conqueror's crown. You sure he wasn't a he wasn't a big rhino guy? I'm absolutely sure, because he had horns like a bull. Well, you said to rhinos, bro. They, they don't, don't have, have horns. Rhinos don't have horns like bulls, so Classic. They're not like bulls. Well, it what depends what you mean by like bulls. Go on. Pull up, pull up Panda 3. Pull it up. Pull it up. Jenny, pull it up. But, um... Aquafina's in it, she's like, a Aquafina's in it, like a second. Where's the... They're in this. Where? Well, they not in the trailer, but they are going to. be Where, Jack? Film. Why would you not put them in the trailer then? I'm confused as well. Well, so okay. Well, so don't come at me, Mister. Oh, they're in it. Yeah, I'm just. I was informed. I felt no. I felt a lot of heat from that. Well, exact. How could you not know? I you, you can't believe you. No, just because yeah. you do that to me doesn't mean I'm doing that to you. No, I I consent. Don't 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 wiggle your way out of this. Ooh, I'm wiggling. I I can't. Wait. I felt the contempt in your voice. Oh, that's always there. Uh... <laughs> Not just for you, for everyone. Let's be fair. Gets an equal opportunity contemptus. <laughs> That's very true, actually.
1: See, there he is. He was, oh, he was right no. there. Uh-uh. No, I saw
0: him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it it is the Oh, it's a movie you didn't play. watch for this. Boy in the Heron's Act didn't watch it this week. We're supposed to talk about Dude, it. I, Dude, I watched Wonka. Why are you going you to put me on blast here? Because no, we're supposed cause you didn't. Uh... It's not even showing. There's only showing at one. Listen, okay. Full disclosure. It was it was very nearly the opposite. I actually meant to do this when we talked. About, I forgot, but I, it's a bit of theater, theatrics, and it's on me. It's all on me. It's just my fault. Oh. No one else can. No one else could be blamed for this. one else can be blamed? Surely we can blame someone else's Theater, and theatrics. That's what the whole segment's about. But it was. I got to the movie theater and I was like, "Oh shit!" Like this is the busiest I've ever seen it. It was unbelievable. I don't know what. It, I think it was a Groupon of some kind because I noticed oh. once I was in line that everyone had the same printed out coupon thing for a. So I don't know why. I think it was also everyone was going to see. Um, I think the Beyonce movie. Oh yeah, I forgot so, the so was all that, and um, so I was like, oh man, I'm going to be, like, I was making good time, but then I was like, am I going to end up sitting in this line for like 15 minutes? And I did, but I had to get my, my big free movie, you know, my big free movie drink for my birthday. Mm-hmm. But anyways, as I was there getting ready, I also realized that I was at the wrong theater, which Ooh. is a mistake I've repeated twice now, which frankly, it's, it's a wonder I haven't done it more times. Last time it was for Next School Wins, and that worked out very well for me because there was a, showing for next goal wins at the theater i had accidentally gone to only like 10 minutes later than the one so it was like pretty much no difference but then this time uh there there was no showings at all for the boy and the hair at the theater i'd gone to so i was like okay well i guess i gotta salvage this in some way so i went to see wonka because i was like oh that's that's this is a time i could go to but it, i did myself dirty because you can't have two of the because you know i got the pass thing mm-hmm. you can't have two of those like within the same time frame, basically. So I had to just pay full price for this because it was simultaneously too late for me to cancel my first one. But too early. Too early for me to buy another one with my pass. So Ooh. I just really, I, I did myself filthy. Ass. So basically, I got a free drink, but I had to pay for a, whole, a movie ticket, which I normally wouldn't to buy out of the And I had the whole shame of it. But I, I I was the only one who had the shame. Like, who knew of the shame until just now. just now. And no. I've shared it with you and everyone who listens. And all the 10 people. So I really theatriced myself in that one. What? I was basically I was the fool in this in this play. You yeah. were the, the fool. I couldn't. I try to think of a famous fool if I'm play. Couldn't think of a single one. That's all right. The the one clown and that other guy from the Tempest, and that's all I can think oh, yeah? of. Is it, um, maybe like a puck. A puck. That's a good one. Is he a fool? But he, I think he's more of a trickster though. Maybe a Rosencrantz or or Guildenstern. Yeah, Hamlet. That's probably. Are they c- fools? I don't know if any of them are fools. What about uh, um, maybe? What about the Horatio? Is he a fool? Yeah. Well, I knew him well, so I think he, yeah, I knew he was a fool. I think he's I think he's a fool. Oh, literally in Hamlet. Wait, is that the skull? Who's the skull? Oh the skull's Horatio. That's who I said, right? Yes. And he was literally the the court the, fool. The Court fool. Oh well there we go. Sick, look like at that. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. Anyway, to four. I don't know. I'm sure it'll be interesting, like visually. These movies are. Um I honestly think I don't know if this is a hot take or not, but like I think in the last decade or so, I feel like DreamWorks does the three D thing better than Disney, right? Now, I guess it's because they, they kind of started it, right? Yeah. yeah. But... They kind of got in a little bit earlier than Disney into the... And honestly, I I really kind of wish that, like, Disney would go back to their roots in that way. I, which, I know that's not a controversial opinion. Mm-hmm. Right? That Disney should make more 2D stuff. Yeah, go back to Which the... is just, say, like, any 2D stuff. Any. Any at all. Um, But, yeah, I feel like, generally, they do. And, well, I guess they make better use of, uh, use of it because they've made a lot more sort of action-adventure-y kind of movies in that time frame, right? Mm-hmm. Which Disney doesn't. Which, that's not necessarily inherently a, a mark against them, right? Yeah, they just make different movies. But I'll say for me, as, like a, as like a, a kid, I guess, as a little boy, there's a certain appeal that like Kung Fu Panda and How to Train Your Dragon has. that yeah, Big dragons, panda punch a guy right. to death. That, <laughs> I don't know if he punches anyone to death, technically. The peacock guy gets... Blowing the fuck up, right? Yeah, he, he, I think he's definitely dead, or maybe he's not. I think he's dead. He is blows he dead? him the fuck up. He dies, right? It was a thing where he catches it he legitimately explodes, and he, and he makes yeah. the yin yang. Yeah, but is it just like, and then at the end, he's all like, "Ooh," and then his like feathers are all singed at the end, and he's like, "Oh, you got me." And then they put like little bird handcuffs <laughs> on him and take him. You know, like that would happen yeah, too, right? That's true. Is he gets exploded, but he's fine? It's <laughs> like <laughs> it's like a cartoon thing. It's a because at- are cartoon after they genocide all the pandas that. They genocide the... Uh, they they kind of do what's happening right now in the movies, maybe. Um, Jesus Christ. <laughs> you were too scared to get in on my January 6th. Well, I have a good joke for saying, that one. And then you did that. You pulled that one out of the back well, pocket. I I, Christ almighty. Well, I didn't say what. <laughs> I didn't say which group specifically. Goodness. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Like I said, I, this one, I, again, maybe I'm maybe I'm just in a certain mood this week. But this does not also feel a little creative be bankrupt on a certain level, do you think, maybe? Yeah, it it feels like even I felt that way even with Kung Fu Panda three. I was like, well, see but a trilogy, a tried and true. I can I can do fine with being like, all right, the third one maybe. And clearly, the second one is the strongest. But I feel like that's kind of a general consensus. Do you think so? Do you think the second one's the, the, the absolute strongest? Absolutely. From like an emotional standpoint, from like a, I guess I guess animation wise, the spectacle of him like doing all the cool chi stuff. It does look good. I mean, it's a step up for sure. Yeah, um, but I think as terms of like I guess character writing. It's the most mature, I guess. While we'll still remain, so. well still remaining like, oh, Po does goofy things, and also he has to come to terms with his identity, and he has to like let go and like learn an essence of kung fu. I've never. I, I'm just gonna full disclosure. I've never seen the third one all the way through. So man, that's why I didn't know he was a bull. You know. Yeah. Um, I've definitely seen the first two though. Well, I think the third one did that thing where it came out in that kind of phase where. And I Wasn't seeing cartoons as much. Yeah. Then again, I saw How to Train Your Dragon three when that came out. See, I didn't saw that in theaters, and I wept. We did a, we did a little swap because I Look haven't seen How Dragon Three. Not for because the same way, I just wouldn't see movies like that. So I guess I would say that's the stronger trilogy. I know people say st- How Dragon Dragon Two is the weakest of the three. Does uh-huh. so it? Maybe it's the reverse. That's another movie that looks incredible. Oh, yeah, see, like, there's nothing in. Like, I know. I know. I know what you meant. I don't think there's anything. Yeah, in like any Disney stuff of the past couple years, past few years really, that compares to like what's in. How to Train Your Dragon two, and three, like those are, those are those are incredible looking, great scale. I guess I feel like maybe DreamWorks since like it's inside I mean, it's only been around like coming up on thirty, maybe more, a little more than thirty years. Coming up yeah, around. since like I got fired from Disney at least. Yeah, 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 Um, they've always been a little bit more like action adventure, right? Because mm-hmm. they did like Shrek, Sinbad, and oh yeah, sure Shrek. I got Trolls, Rodel Dorado. love that one. That's a good one. Everybody loves that one. Love Spirit, Stallion of the Cimarron. Everybody wants to fuck Matt Damon horse. You know where this uh, Come again? Sexual Awakening by Matt Damon Horse. You know where Pardon? this Pardon? You know I I didn't hear about this. I don't know where. That's what I've heard. People were like, yeah, something about Sexual Awakening was uh, Matt Damon Horse. You think it's like, so like furries we're talking or what? No, I'm talking like regular, average well, how does that Janes do? and Joes. Well, I don't I don't follow. And that's all right. How can you be chucking on a normal dude who's like, okay, yeah, I don't need to get But <laughs> I do like Matt Damon Horse. I guess oh, I would... and I you have an opinion about how, I fucking Matt Damon, Damon Horse, but you'll don't talk about. Well, I didn't know. I didn't want to. We'll talk about January 6th. So we both. <laughs> We both got anything to say about this actual trailer? I guess I think it looks good, and I'm sure it'll be fine. Are you sure? i Like I said, I mean, on some level, to me, the fact that they're making a fourth one, a fourth one, I doesn't speak super well. Maybe that's maybe I'm being unfair, but you know what I mean. Like, why? Why? I guess I can. Again, a trilogy is a tried and true thing. Yeah, four is always like, and the other thing, like, it feels like. Are we doing more? Is this just like a death? I mean, look at look at Trek. They did. Four. They didn't do five, did they? They're making a fifth, right? So they stopped it. They did three, and you're like, oh, and then it was just like, oh, the fourth one. Which actually, the fourth one's actually. Fourth one's like fan fiction, better than the third. one. No, but I think it's. I like the fourth one. I think. I think it's generally agreed that it's better than the third one as well. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. I guess I would say <laughs> yeah. that. I guess I have more faith in this one because it feels like there's. Something somewhat of a story kind of there, because mm-hmm. this whole thing is like, well, how, I gotta like it's the step after being the Dragon Warrior. It's like, okay, now you gotta be like yes. a spiritual leader. You have like this cool jade staff, and you do key okay. stuff. So I'm like, all right, there's there's at least something that they could start. I know, I'm from. really not impressed by the villain of it all. That to me, I is can the understand press for sure. Did you be like, oh, and then he does all the other things? Okay, fine, yeah. What if you had a villain who was worse than all your other villains put together? And what if he was you? Whoa. Ah, he says Skadoosh, but it's a dar- it's dark and scary. Oh, my God. Uh, okay. You do with this? Yeah, sure. Is this cash? Is, it, is, this, is this trailer Skadoosh? I think it's a trailer Skadoosh. Do you Hi. like the end of Kung Fu Panda 1. I forget about that. One. Oh, when he Skadoosh is in the death. Just a, it's just a mirror, and he's like, yeah, man. It's all about, you know, That's... the message of the film. Haven't you seen the film? You've seen the film Kung Fu Panda? There are it's no like, action? No, I haven't. Uh I'm better at punching than you, but you're a big fat panda. That was kind of a fun premise, too. It was. Is that like, ultimately, he is the better guy on every level, but you just can't beat him up because he's Poe. He's just a big... Big tubby big big guy. Big tubby. I personally can't wait for this film. But the fucking part where he breaks out of prison in that movie... That's sick that's incredible. So It Goes so hard. He picks up all those rhinos. Holy shit! Maybe that's what I'm thinking about all the rhinos because they all are chumps. Those guys go. That, that scene goes so hard. Like he just like they didn't have to do do it that hard. you know? No. Like isn't that crazy? What a film! I can't wait for Jackie Again, Chan and like Monkey to, to say two lines in this whole movie. Not to make this like an anti-Disney thing, but like didn't have just any not, wish. Just not cooking like that nowadays. Wish oh I wish oh, I, oh oh Star please help me. I will break out of prison. <laughs> I guess that's always been more the Disney. Yeah. They're a little more chill with it, I guess. Tangled's got some good action set pieces. Yeah, listen, they had it. They were, and that's cool. the best one for a reason. Disney was cooking. For um, you know, Treasure Planet's like oh my God, I haven't seen Treasure Planet. You oughta. I'll put it on the list. I'll put it right under Dance with Wolves. <laughs> um, what a what a what a pairing! Um, so yeah, good time. Well, I gotta take out of that into Tress of the right. Emerald Sea, which is the first of the Secret Projects. Um came out in January, and it was the start of the year of Sanderson. Um, I think we talked about the year of Sanderson before it happened or when it yeah. was happening. So we talked about this last year when this happened. For, I guess, like people who don't know, like in fast forward, Brandon Sanderson's a sci-fi fantasy author. He needed a, a Kickstarter project where, because over the couple years, like 2020 through 2022-ish, I guess, he basically ended up writing four <laughs> additional books. Or well, technically five, but he wrote four books in addition to the books he was already writing. He, basically, he's incredibly prolific. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got an output that most professional authors even would would admire. And so, in addition to the, I think, still four books that he put out in that in the same four years, right, from twenty twenty mm. to now. Or well, yeah, because he had twenty twenty was uh, Stormlight four. Then there was uh, Skyward three. Then last year was Wax and Wayne book four, and then this year is Skyward four. So basically, in addition to doing all the full length, you know, novels that he was already scheduled to do, he wrote four additional ones. And so he set up this whole Kickstarter thing where you could do a subscription service where on the uh, first of every quarter this year, new book would come out. Um, you know, they did audiobooks for him. They did ebooks for him. Ebooks and also like you know, fancy premium hardcovers. Uh, and then. To supplement that as well, there was also a, a merch um, thing you could subscribe to where they would send a merch box in the uh, you know additional eight months of the year. And we talked about it, and we were going to buy into it. Well, we did buy into it. We did uh, buy into it. And right. we were like, oh, we'll talk about these books as they come out. Didn't have so now, it's, now that it's d- done and dusted here, we'll, be, we'll, st- we'll talk about the first book. <laughs> first book. Now, now, full disclosure, I would have read all four, but... Zach uh, hit me with a stick and said, "You gotta read Stormlight <laughs> before you read Yumi and Sunburnt Man." And I was like, "Fine, fair enough. I probably do." Well, that's that's very fair. I don't know how. It, well, and that's a choice way of. Well, it's more fair it. to me. That's why I presented that way. But mostly, I mean, you were right. I, like, I, you were right that it, that probably is the best thing because Yumi. It's, they're more directly tied into. Well, no, abortion. that's fine. I'm just saying. Well, yes, I, I stand by that decision. Mm-hmm. I just didn't think it would take that long for all those other things to happen. Well, yeah, I, I was busy. I, I well, I had a graduate college. Just say that. Well, just say that. Smart Don't fan. put it on me. Oh, oh, wow! Can't put it on Zach. It's usually because the first two were ones you could have read anyways. So what? What's the excuse? What? What was holding you back from those ones then? The graduating college. The whole thing so, I just okay. said. Great. Well, that's you didn't lead with that though, did you? No, I I, I chose very deliberately to lead with. <laughs> I chose my words deliberately. There was no sticks involved, and right? I have no comment on January sixth. Let me say that right now. <laughs> There's no sticks involved, all right? Proverbial or otherwise? Tell, no. Tell them the truth. There's no there. sticks. Proverbial otherwise? I beat you with a shoe. Yeah. <laughs> right. George Bushed me. I, I got a podium <laughs> out. He's like stood up in the crowd and threw a shoe at me. Uh, so anyways, this book is... So it's within the Cosmere, which is going to be one of the most impenetrable things we've ever discussed on this show, I think. But it's the... It's got to be. ...interconnected fantasy universe, which um, I guess most... I don't know. He's written a lot of books, so I don't know actually if they all. Talk, but whatever, uh, a a large number of his uh, works fall okay. within an interconnected, uh, shared universe that he's created. Is the Cytoverse part of the? No, okay, they're not those. I'm just I'm looking at the big list because yeah, like Steelheart isn't in there. Saitoverse. See here, one two. Alcatraz. None of those are part of it. So is Rhythmist? No, maybe less than I can. Oh well. Uh, okay, there's there's too many, and they're all kind of scattered. A lot. There's a lot. Mo- at least half. Yeah, I don't know. You think it's at least half? Okay, so it is. mo I don't know why I got so hung up on that word, but yes, I would s- expect m- at this point most of his books are- take place within the- this Cosmere. Um, no, it's kind of his. It's ultimately going to amount to like his life's work. Um, okay, I counted twenty. Okay, incredible. So it started with, uh, well, the first published. I mean, his first published book takes place within the Cosmere, and it started off as more, I think, loosely interconnected and. You know, at some point along the way, he decided this was going to be like a thing, and and ultimately, at this point, it is still pretty light. Um, I, the honestly, the best thing I would compare it to, I don't, even, I don't even know. It's probably close to like Star Wars in the sense that a lot of Star Wars properties like stand on their own. If you watch everything and every anything and everything, right, mm-hmm. you, you'll pick up on the subtle connections and everything, and, and you'll get more references out of it. But largely, they're not. N- none of them are relying upon each other. Yeah, uh, you can read. Mistborn and Stormlight and you don't actually need to know that they're both rocking with shards and with got all of it or whatever. And I think in a very similar way uh, uber fans of it can get very hung up on that idea and try to like it's something I've told you about a lot where people try to concoct like the perfect reading order and the perfect you know the whole situation for like well this feeds into this and this connects to this and this is referenced here so if you you should read this first and then you and and they make a big deal about how like oh you can't you can't start with this because you won't get it and i i find that's largely uh over exaggerated i guess um you know as someone who started the Cosmere with the stormlight archive which i don't think is an uncommon starting point thing at all yeah but it's also i think if you ask most of people who are involved in like the different fan communities most of them would say you shouldn't Mm -hmm. which is kind of you know it's kind of a contradiction then right yeah (laughs) because I think a lot of people have done that and then they also there's people who tell you you shouldn't you kind of it'll really like whatever Um, basically my my stance on it is largely that really it just makes rereads more fun like wherever you start as long as you work your way back to it you're gonna get everything you need out of it you know yeah and again there's very there's very little of like it's not like there's a lot of stuff spoiling other things I guess that's the big thing right you wouldn't want to like ruin big parts of the other series or something yeah and that's that doesn't happen because most of the time the cuz the whole thing is that they're all on different planets they they yeah. when they when we say like Star Wars there's literally other planets that these people live on like fully realized worlds that he more or less he's created mm-hmm. and it's not like very few characters can travel between them, and the ones that do aren't actually that important to the stories that they're in. That's exactly like one of them, Hoyd, a very important one, uh, is in this one. Trust um, something else I was gonna say. Oh, on the interconnectedness thing, there has recently been a point, and you—I'm not as tuned into this because I don't I haven't read as much, but you have—is that recently he started to kind of—I think he said as much—like yeah. the kid gloves have kind of come off. Like, he's not, he's not going to play around. He is leaning certainly more in towards that with, as time is going yeah, on. Especially from what I understand with Sunlit Man and yeah. the newest, the final Wax and Wayne book. Or the most recent, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, he said that's basically like a point where it's really... Start, I, I don't know what that even will mean, right? mm mm-hmm. Because um, you've read Sunlit Man, so yeah, you would have... No, I do know what he means by that. Yeah, that one I think it, it, it is relying on knowledge of quite a number of other things to get the full extent out of mm-hmm. um, that, that is more key to the plot of it basically again it's not just like little references and stuff it's like oh no yeah. there's there's kind of a lot going on here a lot of would, concepts that you yeah, kind you, of have a grasp you of you need to be a bit more aware for any of this to make sense I think but I still think like I, I still think going forward it's not going to apply to anything and everything right mm. I think it, basically what he means by that is that going forward there will be stuff like Sunlit Man which yeah that's pretty I would say you need to be pretty read up On the And I mean, I've also said to you that like, again, also much like Star Wars, usually the best course of action is to kind of read stuff in basically just the order it was put out. You can never go wrong doing that because that's the way he's thinking of it. Nothing ever goes backwards and and spoils stuff that hasn't come out yet. Right. So he hasn't thought of it yet to write it down. If you want to be absolutely certain that you're always going to get stuff in the right order, release order is the only surefire way to do it. But I also understand that's not a thing anyone's ever going to do. Right, because no I feel like it's it's an unreasonable thing to expect people to like skip between series right like oh yeah. you have to read stormlight 2 but then you have to read wax and Wayne two because then you know and yeah, back you, and forth like that's not how people do it. you're gonna read all of stormlight because you're in, into stormlight and then you'll again as long as you make your way back through you're good but i I still think that like like stormlight archive for example I expect that to stay mostly self-contained even as he finishes it into the end. Right? Into the... Where? Into 2050. (laughs) Where it's going to have lots of connections and things. But I don't think Stormlight Archive will ever get to a point where to appreciate the ending of that series, you'll need to take in, you know, start reading the other ones. You need to read Warbreaker to absolutely understand. I think you'll get more out of it and you'll probably enjoy it more. But I also think that as a series, it will be completely standalone because that's the the intention there. And I think Uh, it applies more to a lot of them. Yeah, and a lot of people don't... Even Brandon doesn't really recommend reading Way of Kings first because it's just there's a lot going on as I uh, yeah I've heard that basically the thing is not even necessarily that it's references it's just it's references to other stuff it's just a big well, beefy book yeah I'll tell you well I mean I just I finished first reading it last month and lead up to five and we'll cover them eventually Uh it's that even even knowing as much as I do which is probably more than the average person would going into these they throw a lot of just Things At you and they don't explain them They go here's which, like a hundred things And they will and they do explain them But it's not worried about like That itself is not uncommon at all For a fantasy, a book. fantasy yeah. book But the thing with the way of kings Is that pages. it's yeah it is uniquely Long mm-hmm. so If you're gonna so yeah usually The idea is like oh if you start with one of the standalone Right which as of right now there's a couple One-off novels and then there's Like even Mistborn like the the first three Mistborn books are almost comparable to like a, a book and a half a storm the length <laughs> of Yeah, the Stormlight the, of the Way of King. Not really, but it's like, it's I think close. it's at least twice the length of the first one. So, yeah. you know, those are probably better starting off points just to kind of wedge your feet. But I mean, I, again, I started with the Way of Kings and I, I clearly, you know, didn't scare me away. So, mm-hmm. but anyways, all that's to say is that Tress of the Emerald Sea is a book that when it, Came out and people first started reading, you had those super fans saying, Oh, there's so many references in this. I don't know if people would really appreciate it. And again, you won't really appreciate every
1: My little thing detail. in there.
0: But I was actually of the opinion, and I've now, I've since read that, like, he or read or saw it in a. He, he did or, it. He said it at Dragonsteel. Steel. said at Brando has actually said that he considers it one of the to starting be A points. pretty good starting point, too. And I totally uh, concur with that. So I, that was, yeah. that's what you did. It's yeah. not your first Brandon Sanderson book you read, because obviously we read the last three Wheel of Times. But this was your introdu- introduction to... Um, I mean, really, I guess an independent work of his, right? Something that's true that yeah. on. Awesome. And obviously the Cosmere itself, so... It's a good time. Uh, basically, idea is that this girl lives on a planet where there's a bunch of oceans, but they're not water, water oceans. They're oceans of um, spores, which, ironically, if uh, exposed to water, have a number of different... Effects basically, magical effects. They have a bunch of different colors. Yeah, there's different colored oceans that you sail on, and each one has different properties. Yeah, and it's the only you can beat them with salt and silver. So people, and the way it works is like sublimation or something with how sand, if you put air in sand, it becomes like a liquid. Yeah, yeah. And that's how people sail across how they traverse uh, this world. And they put silver in the ship so the ships aren't affected by the spores. Uh, And yeah, this is a good one. Uh, it's kind of like a fun. It's kind of like a mix of old and new kind of fantasy writing because it reads very much in the beginning like a fairy tale. Yeah, there's like a, she's on an island and she's very ordinary, but which then, is very intentional. Yeah, um, and I remember thinking like, "Oh, okay, this is this is quite a departure." I would say that largely he gets most of that out of his system within like the first chapter or two. In all honesty, yeah, and then it's pretty. It is pretty standard fare of his for the majority of it, mm-hmm. but he did say that. If only in setting and, and plot-wise, right? He abandons, like, the leaning super heavy into, the, like, the fairy tale language of the writing. But the the plot itself and stuff, he said, is was very much inspired by that. But also, like, kind of a, a fairy tale, but also sort of the deconstruction of the genre kind of thing. Like, oh, not actually a traditional, like, oh, I'm going to do a, you know, Brothers Grimm thing. But he wanted to do, like, a Princess Bride. Type yeah. Thing, which is itself kind of a deconstruction. Um, which I think, yeah, those, those influences are definitely there. Um, wow, there's one, I don't remember what he said, but there's one other thing that was like the driving force behind, I don't know, if you'd have to get it. Because he says at the end of the book, remember? Oh, he does, but your books are all sealed. Yeah, my books are all sealed. But it says like, those were, well, I know a big part of it, of all or th- er, like three out of four of them, basically, was um doing like love story. I think that, I think that was it, maybe. Is mm-hmm. that one, he wanted to do a fairy tale, and, and the other thing was he wanted to lean more into sort of romance, I guess. Um, which, you know, it's a, it's not like he's never, he's completely allergic to writing relationships in his books by any means, but this is the first one where that's kind of a, the core driving force of the whole thing. Um, basically she, she the main character has to go find her, uh, her, her love. Yeah. Who's a so prince of her island. She lives on her dad, or is, well, not really a prince cause your dad's the Duke, but it's like an heir to yeah. Heir to the royalty the of the, uh, dukedom, I think dukedom. Uh, and then he just... He and, a, sh- and an evil sorceress gets him. Turns and does and something says, to him. Why would you say that? I don't know. <laughs> Spoilers. And she has to travel to uh, to save him and, uh, on, a sh- on a pirate ship. Yeah. And, and that's that, the long and short of it, I would say. And yeah. there's... Uh, there really is quite a number. There is a dragon. Yeah. Again, you're, well, you're giving away all the juicy goods. There's quite a lot of... Um, there is quite a lot of references. There really is. Um, even to the extent that there's a... Quite a few that I haven't picked up on because I'm not fully caught up with the Cosmere. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I was of the opinion that the the base idea of it all is pretty digestible, mm-hmm. whether you've read that all or not. Um, and yeah, it's just kind of a, it's a fun read. It's pretty lighthearted. There's nothing really heavy to it at all. Uh, the basic idea of it is just that she's kind of a real. She's just a real nice gal. It's good as make, making friends, <laughs> like yeah, she and it's a thing where she doesn't see herself as extraordinary, but she's kind of In a a sort of desperate plays, she does like grand things because it's all—it's the only choice that she has. She has to kind of go bigger; she'll die. So she ends up slowly becoming more confident as she. As everyone's like, "Well, a normal person wouldn't really do this stuff." So you're actually—you're more than you think you are. You have more to you. Um, like I referenced our good friend Hoyt is there. He's the narrator of our story. Um, so some parts are first person. How do you how do you feel about that? Because the. That I would, I'd say is one of the sticking points. It's one of the things I get brought up about is that, like, there is, again, he, he drops a little bit of, like, the fairy tale style narration, but the whole book has, uh I guess it's narration. Like, yeah, he's narrator, and it's, you know, he has a very specific voice to him. It's not yeah, just. Yeah, very kind of Discworld esque. Yeah, he's doing to him. actual, like, colorful, joking narration the whole time, like, mixing in all kind of references and jokes and things. So I know some people found that a bit. A bit much at times i guess basically uh, i can see why someone would but i personally didn't mind it because i like wit slash hoid as a character especially now that i've read stormlight <laughs> i was gonna say you didn't really, know I didn't, him really know I didn't i didn't mind him when i read him in Tress, oh. um and i was like oh there he is again in stormlight um i guess comedy i think is is in general kind of a s- sticking point for people which i think i've told you yes you yeah, have told even, me even when we did it when i i think when i recounted all of Stormlight, reading to warbreaker to you no i i th- wasn't when I heard Warbreaker and talked about. Is he it? in Warbreaker? Yeah, hmm. but I didn't. I just meant his his comedy in general. Oh, any, oh yes, okay, I do remember that. Yes, because um, I think I mean I, I I'd probably say this all, but again to paraphrase, like it's I feel like writing in a comedy for a book is probably even harder than putting it in like a movie or, or yeah. anything. Or no, so. visual or gags. It, or at the very least, it's different, right? Mm-hmm. Um, can't do visual gags, right? Well, you can't do visual gags, but there's no you can't rely on any delivery of any kind Mm. it's just what's written there has to convey what you want there's no rhythm to it um and even then i'm sure there's not just one way to do comedy in a book but the way he tends to do it i think is is very kind of like wordy right Mm. very like witty like wordplay clever turns of phrase and stuff which for me i think generally comes across i'm not like gonna say i'm like uproariously laughing out loud all the time but I'll get a good chuckle. I mean, I, on some level, I can just appreciate, like, oh, that was clever. I, yeah. I see the turn of phrase there. I get what he's doing. Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's clearly tickling something in me. Maybe that's just me being, like, a, maybe stoking my ego, you know? I goes, I got that one. <laughs> yeah, we're in on the joke because I got it. We got them, boys. Even though I don't think any of them are particularly, like, <laughs> hard to follow. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I think they're fun. Yeah. Anyway. I like them. But so basically, all that is to say is that if you don't love his comedy, um, I can yeah see why this would be a bit much because it's a lot of that. It's just Hoyt's making wisecracks the whole yeah, time. Going and going and going and going. And, and I think most of his books, at least from what I've had, have at least one or two characters who fit that paradigm. I've seen Stormlight's Shalon mm. um, And Wit. And Wit to a lesser extent. But obviously, Shallan's like a main character who's constantly doing this like witty, I'm the smartest person in the room making quips and banters. Yeah. So yeah, again, if you, it, it seems to me from what I everything I've gathered, it's it's like a love or hate kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So how do you, where have you found? Now that you have read quite a few of his, uh, I don't mind. I like that kind of stuff. Again, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, we agree on that. I it's like, oh, what a clever little thing to say. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily that they're like, oh, what a funny thing. Just like right, like I said, it's not like I am not gonna pretend I'm dying by myself yeah. reading a book. Yeah. But I'm just <laughs> like, oh, okay, that's good. It certainly doesn't annoy me, you'll say that. Yeah, no, it doesn't annoy me. Which I know some people does, like, they just don't have any interest in that. Mm -hmm. uh, It kind of reminds me of the way Percy Jackson's kind of written. It has that kind of, at least for Trash, has that Mm -hmm. kind of vibe, the way he's kind of narrating it. Yeah, it's a good point. I think it's Um, a fair comparison. Yeah, but yeah, I I think it's pretty good. There's definitely some references at the end. Uh, I won't spoil, even though I've spoiled a good bit of this book, accidentally, um, that I didn't catch at first. Hoid gets something at the end, and I didn't catch that immediately. because I haven't mm-hmm. read the book it's associated with, and there's some of, of when this book takes place that you can draw conclusions from depending yeah, oh, yeah. on how there's you lots are. Of that. Um, but again, I, I, you ma- don't need that to enjoy the. book. No, that's how I believe. I maintain that the cosmere nerds lose a can lose a bit of objectivity when it comes mm-hmm. to this stuff. They're too close to it. They're too close to it, and they know it all. And so they, st- but like again, you don't need the specifics to understand the story itself and it's it was so funny to me because again as much as i i suppose i'm a part of that crowd and, and enjoy you know that uh, being a part of it to a certain level and i and i can get down into the nitty-gritty you know nerdiness with the rest of them <laughs> it is a bit sometimes like guys you know these are books for like reading right because i remember after this book came out a lot of people were like this is one of the most important cosmere book. this is such a big deal can you guys believe that he put it in here because of what happens at the end at the very end um not relating to the main characters of this book at all. And while there is truth to that, and it does probably have implications for later on books, it's just funny to me to read this whole book and for that to be your takeaway is like the thing that happens with the other character at the end. I'm like, well, no, it's about the it's about the book. It's about yeah. the characters and the things about that have trash happened. It's and about and the, the Emerald st- Sea. <laughs> it's about the story, man. Like, yeah. And again, I think people can be like, well, if you didn't read this, you wouldn't get this. And it's like, you know, like with a lot of... of Basically, a lot of well done um, interconnected universe storytelling, this, right? Whether it is Star Wars or Mob or whatever, they usually do a decent job of explaining the parts that you need to know within the, you know, kind of thing the story. itself, right? Yeah. Again, I don't think there's any point in this where he presents something that you need to understand for the story without explaining it mm-hmm. to, a, to enough of an extent to get it. There's never just like, ah, he, he's not throwing out terms like you said he does kind of do that in Stormlight, but that's intentional right because it's setting up kind of mysteries and ideas that you're gonna unravel you're not meant to get it all but there's not parts in this where it's intentionally obtuse of like well either you know it or you don't you know sucks yeah. to suck like again there's like certain details and stuff that you come to learn about like whatever the evil sorceress but by and large for the purposes of this story you only need to understand that she's an evil sorceress the she... specifics are irrelevant yeah because you don't need to know what magic she's using. She can use magic yeah. again. It in the fairy tale thing. There's a dragon. There's a sorceress. She it's, has to go find her love. There's a pirate ship. They fit all into the archetypes. Yeah, exactly. The 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 tropey archetypes that you need from those sort of things. They don't, don't. And there's don't, fun details where like, and they have a yeah. bunch of moons. All the moons drop spores, and you can't get them wet. That's fun. Mm-hmm. But they could have. It could have easily just been on the water. And, yeah. and it's largely the same story because here's the thing, so it doesn't matter that much if it's right. just the people telling it. Yeah. again, the, the specifics of the, again, like the sources, for example, they are important to a certain type of reader who got a lot out of that. But I think because of that, they intend uh, to put more importance on it than the story itself. Mm-hmm. Right. Because again, afterwards, all I knew could talk about was like, could you believe that happened at the end and this and that? When ultimately it's like, yeah, for someone who was just reading this for, to enjoy it, that, that it would not be, you know. Be nothing. It would be nothing. It, that's fine. It doesn't always have to be something. I agree. Yeah, It's it would not be, it, it would not make or break the book for any <laughs> normal, well-adjusted kind of person. You know? <laughs> non, a grass-touching, nature-enjoying <laughs> individual. Again, it just was so funny to me when people were insisting that like, oh yeah, you could, not should not start with this. Well, I don't know if you could because there's too much, and it's just... Obviously, now having firsthand experience of you doing it, and also again <laughs> the literal advice of the author, I think it's pretty fair to say. I think, that. The, I think of the guy who wrote it, who is more obsessed with it than any of these goddamn nerds. Who's the biggest nerd ever? It's like if one of these nerds got to write a st- one of these, if he's like, "You're fine, it's gonna be fine." <laughs> can't wait for the Mistborn movie and them not to have half the references and everybody to fucking piss themselves. <laughs> I can't wait. Got anything I'll say about Tress. I will say, I will say about the book, um, the hardcover you get. Very nice. I was going to say, what do you think? Uh, that is what I was going to ask. Just ask. Uh, I was what very happy. Like what uh, do you like about the illustrations? There's a lot of illustrations in this action. There were, uh, it was, it's very real, like hyper-realistic kind of illustration. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which, it's a certain style. Which, uh, which I liked. Uh, I thought it looked good. Um. That was kind of part of the whole package project here. Yeah. Is because they were able to self-publish these basically, um. You know, they went all out and getting creative and, and also because it was so successful. That was the other thing. Because it was such a successful project, they kind of had a little more... Uh, wiggle room. Wiggle room. To, and, and, $40 million dollars of room. <laughs> money, yeah, to play around with to um, to get, like, different artists and, and go all out with, with, like, the... What is it? Like, the... Presentation? Yeah. Like, the technical material sort of aspects mm. of the physical book, right? Yeah, the paper is nice and high quality. It's a nice, sturdy yeah, hardcover. It's, get it's, a little bookmark with it. Yep. They did um, different, like I don't know. I don't understand all the inc- intricacies of it, but I know that they did like at least on one or two of them, they did an extra color pass, mm. and they did like that more uh, foil embossing, just shit like that. Like they're just kind of fancier. They're worth the money books, that you spend on them. I would say so. And yeah. you can you can buy um, not. Quite, I don't know if the pick um, up these the illustrations are in the retail releases. of I don't these? know either. I've I've seen them in Barnes and Noble and stuff. I don't know how that works because like if Dragonsteel got them to if they were hiring the illustrators, then I don't know how that works for then Tor to go publish. Books. Do they have? Do they get the? Um, do they? Does Tor also just then go to pay the? Do they get a portion of? I, I have no do they take out the works. illustrations? Yeah, I don't Tor. know. I have no clue. But um, I know like again everything just like the end papers and the. Hmm chapter headers and all kind of shit like that i think the i believe the way they said is that they just kind of let the off the the artists do pretty much whatever they wanted within reason yeah you can do as much as you want we won't kind of impose it on you one way or the other so if they wanted to do chapter headers and the little like i don't even know what you call it when when the first letter (laughs) is real big it's a big fancy thing and little stuff in the margins i know um frugal wizard frugal wizard has a ton of that like it's just stuff like that there's a lot of yeah, There's a lot of lot of love went into the presentation of them all as well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, but I mean, and I know you can get that just from the ebook as well. So, no, oh. it's come to the worst. That is get the ebook all in that those presentations of them. So, there you go. Excellent. All right. So, anything else to say? I don't think like so. I think uh, later. Well, I mean, we'll talk about the other books all in due time. I would say sooner, yeah. sooner or later. We'll frugal is definitely next week because we've already read that one. Work through all of them, but um, we'll get to probably you. at the end of the year. We'll do a bit of a summary of the whole the whole experience, yeah. huh? Oh, that'll be one of our hundred topics for the end of the year this mm-hmm. year. Um, so, I guess we'll architect in the end here and I'll wrap it up right about here. So As always, you can find us wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can also find us on social media if you want to, contest, to contact us for any reason, hopefully positive. Um, you can do so on Twitter at Akitek Jazz that's akitekj J A Z on Gmail at Jazz at gmail.com or Instagram at the Podcast, all lowercase. Our logo was in my friend of the show, Jeffrey Gonzalez. You can always find him at inkocean.jpg on Instagram or on Redbubble. Our intro was in my friend of the show, Joey B. Music. Uh, you can always find him on Instagram uh, on the same name and find his various links to his Spotify and SoundCloud accounts to listen to his uh, musical works and other bands he's associated with. Uh, and as always, he wrote it, he produced it, both all the sets. Second night to the people, Zach. Good night. Good night.
1: Godspeed.